if I'm at Wood Tavern, which is where I DJ at, I'll be, you can see me drinking Stella mostly. And if I'm at Flanagan's with the homies, I'll be in there drinking Amberbach because that's the only damn place that sells Amberbach. I love that beer, dark beer. That's a good beer. I like that. You know, favorite artist of all time, man, it's like probably Bob Marley, I would say. Shit, hip-hop-wise, man, artist-wise, man, I really like Ye, I like Kanye. Favorite album, I mean, hip-hop-wise, it's, it's, you know, I always got to put Illmatic at number one as my favorite and as the greatest. I got to give it up right now. I got to give it up Organic Food Kings. They're just killing it with everything they're doing. They got the vegan chicken sandwich popping off. You know, growing up, my favorite food, Peruvian traditional dishes like lomo saltado and, uh, and uh, ceviche, papa la huancaina. podcast we are back at it another week another episode thank you for tuning in i am your host old head ed this is a podcast where a not so interesting host sits down with very interesting people and we get to talk about the, the guests themselves beer music and food and in that order um this week's no exception i got another interesting guest uh young man uh dj a hell of a dj you can catch him in various venues I guess once this COVID thing here, <laughs> COVID thing clears, it becomes less less prominent in our lives. Um, but in the meantime, you can definitely catch him online in several locations. We'll get into that. Uh, DJ, producer, all around hip hop fan, all around music fan, and we'll get into more of that. Um, I'm talking about none other than DJ Got Now. What's going on, man? Peace, peace, peace. We good, Ed. Bro, I'm, I'm living, man, and that's and that's a good thing. I, I can't help but love it. Yeah, man. You can't, you know. We like you said. We live in. We here. We we grateful. We blessed to see another day uh, to inspire people. Maybe through this conversation. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So speaking of conversation, let's hop right into it. Uh, like I said, this portion is where we get to know the guests. So let's get to know. Give us a little bit about God now. How he came to be. Uh, when uh, what when when did the DJ bug bite you? Or let's go a little bit b- before that. And, and just the musical influence before you decided to get into DJing. What was that like? Well, growing up, um, my dad had a lot of VHS tapes that he recorded from TV. He had he had the full Thriller music video on VHS. I remember being maybe like three or four years old watching that. And... Um, and that's when I first gravitated towards music, and he he just, he was a DJ himself, so he always he always like like liked to do music related things with us. So when we went to the fair, we would go into that little room where there's like a like a like a production setup, 
It had and the karaoke. Was that one with like the karaoke? Yeah, it's like a karaoke yeah, thing where they shoot a video and everything, and it's like real like eighties, nineties, yeah, like yeah, yeah. real retro. And I remember we did one of uh, Miami Sound Machine, <laughs> one, two, three, four, and it's like I was on the guitar, and my sisters were singing, and my dad was on the on the drums. Okay. So so yeah, I'd say it started real early, and it's funny because when I look back at that video and you see me like like stepping side to side to the beat all off beat it's like I had no rhythm at all but you know I, I, I give a lot of props to my parents my, my, my mom and my dad okay. to, uh, you know for my influence on music and gravitating towards it was there a lot of Miami Sound Machine played throughout the house I imagine for sure for sure a lot of Gloria Stefan okay. you know later on um, you know like Selena okay. you know my mom was big on like Artists like Marco Marco Antonio Solis and mm. and uh, Ana Gabriel and these these were the artists like you knew that it was like like the house was being cleaned when <laughs> Pimpinela came on you know yeah. what I'm saying and then you know I had that kind of side with my mom and then with my dad my dad was like real salsa head okay. you know like adolescentes and Jerry Rivera and mm. all that stuff man like you know growing up. I had a lot of Latin, you know, a lot of that is a lot of Latin music influence for sure. Uh, so you said your dad, your dad kind of had, uh, you know, he was doing the DJ thing. Um, was he the type of dad where it was, don't touch this? Or did he let you touch the DJ equipment? Did he let you get involved? No, he, he liked to like, like videotape us like with the headphones on and, and act like we're DJing. Okay. I remember, you know. Oh, so like, he got you guys involved. Like it was real early, real early on in my life when he was DJing. Like he wasn't DJing for a lot of my life. Like it was okay. just real early on. Oh, gotcha. So I have very like small glimpses of even seeing the, 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 the equipment. But I do remember seeing the techniques mm -hmm. and seeing the records and seeing these fat ass headphones. You know, the big ass like cushions on the yeah. shits and yeah. I was like they were like twice the size of my head you know so that was that was definitely crazy you know dope um so what was the first moment you know you mentioned thriller and that kind of captivated you um do you remember a specific moment where there were, typically we all, we all find ourselves in a position that we hear like you said coming up we hear our parents music we hear what they play. We listen to that, like you said, whether it's a weekend cleaning or at a, at a get-together or a function. Um, but then we all have our moment where we find the music that speaks to us. Do you remember what it was and when? I mean, the, it's funny. The first, the first song, the first song, and, you know, if you start my, my, my biography, my biopic one mm -hmm. day, mm -hmm. you know, I'd like for it to start with the song, and it's uh, Tequila. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is it? Uh, the champs or something? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, tequila. It's tequila. It's like that's literally all they say in the whole song. But yeah. just hearing that, da, 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 da. so I think they played that in the in the beginning of like a Ninja Turtles movie or some shit. <laughs> and it was like, yo, like it was crazy because even like later on in life, it's like I always kind of try to figure out what song that was mm. because it spoke it spoke to me back then. It was just like it was just something funky about that little tune. <laughs> And and um, that's me being a kid, like like just like being influenced by something that I heard, and mm -hmm. then later on and later on, like uh, my early elementary days, um, listening to the radio randomly, and and I remember my first couple of hip hop songs that I heard on the radio, um, were Bone Thugs, The Crossroads. Okay, you know, so it was crazy because that style of hip hop, you know, in comparison to what hip hop came from. 
it, it, it was such an evolution of it. Mm. So it's like from an early age, I heard like an evolved version of hip hop. Okay. You know, a hip hop where it wasn't just predominantly bars and raps, but there was melody, there was harmony. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, that, like uh, Gangsta's Paradise, was bumping heavy, you know, on the radio at that time. Mm. And, and a couple of the first CDs in my household, my sister had the, the Fuji's, the score album. <sighs> You yeah. know, a lot of classics on there and yeah. TLC, Crazy, Sexy, Cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. those were so, those were some albums that like you could have at home, and they weren't too gangster. Like you mm -hmm. know, like it was like family, almost family friendly. Yeah, but still had its like edge to it. No, yeah, definitely. At least the score. You know, there was some topics that they discussed on the score that were they were, but they did it in a way where it wasn't over the top. Like we're just we're just dumping all this explicit. You know, like content on you. They kind of find a way to marry that, especially when you have Lauren Hill singing on a record. Yeah, it kind of smooths yeah, it out a little bit. That. Like they, they, they really, they really like colored it a certain way. Mm. Like colored it a certain way where it was like they were speaking their mind and speaking, you know, speaking on what was real. But it was, but it was, it was presented to you more in a way where it's like, it, you know, you were gonna feel it. Like, like seeing "Killing Me Softly." on the video yeah like was crazy to me you know what i mean like seeing her in the in the movie theater, the movie, theater. Yeah. The movie theater and then you know I, I always i never you know being young and being a kid and hearing that kind of music like i don't understand like i always was wondering like like why is he killing her you know like 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 and is it with her fin with his finger like i am with her finger like i was like I, as a kid i really didn't understand but it's like i understood i overstood because gotcha. I understood the feeling, the the emotion that was mm -hmm. coming out of the record, like you know, it, it, it almost like tapped tapped some emotion in you that you hadn't felt before, because you hadn't even felt what Lauren was going through on the record. Yeah. But but it's like it, it, that's why that's why I love music because it'll it'll touch something that's real that you didn't even know was there. Before yeah, before you get to the point where you're you're breaking down and unpacking. The what the lyrics mean. There's something like at at its core, just the music. I feel like it's it. the intention. Yeah. I feel like the intention that they provide behind it. That's why I feel like music is spiritual. Mm. It's not just a. It's not just like a like a, a a craft. It's not just a thing. Like it's not just like a hobby. Yeah. It's something that that uh that speaks values. You know. Yeah. And 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 moves, shifts. You know, like waves and things. You know, like I feel like a lot of life would be a lot different if music was a lot different. You know. Okay. Yeah, there's a direct correlation with what we listen to and how things can play out, or, or you know, where we find ourselves. And sometimes music finds us in those spots. hundred percent. That's you know? that's one thing. That's one thing that that I can say. Throughout my life, I've had a, a deep connection with hip hop for that. Like just Nas. Nas just dropped. Uh, King's Disease Yeah And it's like The whole meaning Of the album Is like Okay so We all aim to be a king And to be royal And you know like uh, You know Aim for the throne And you know Reach the top But what they don't tell you Is like when you reach the top Like You know You can have An excess of things And that could be Your downfall Yeah You know And then yeah. it's like Yo like I'm, I'm not saying that I've reached the top of my game I feel like I'm still Getting started but I did start to see a certain amount of success in my career, mm -hmm. and that brought a, a, along a lot of things that that could steer you the wrong way yeah. if if you if you tapped into it, you know, for the wrong reasons and stuff. Yeah. So when I see that, it's like, man, I really feel like, man, did Nas make this album for me? You know, and I, and that's what I love about music, and I love having those kind of conversations with people. 
and also also understanding other people's perspective that might not get it like you do. Gotcha. Like, yo, it's like, yo, I understand that you don't even like this or think it's trash or whatever. It's just because you haven't been through this. Yeah. You know, it's not, you're not even at this stage yet. You know, you might, you might go back to this. I mean, look at a, a Joey Badass, uh, All-American Badass mm, album. Strong album. Yo, yo, and when it came out, I thought it was dope. But when I played that shit after the, the, there was protests going on in the, in the country, I was like, yo, this shit was ahead of its time. Mm. Like, this is in, in, in direct correlation with everything that's going on right now. And that's why I love music and I love hip-hop because it's been a voice for that. Yeah. You know, it, it's, and it's supposed to remain that, you know, because cause it's an ex- a way of expression, you know? So, yeah. so the, and, and if, if, we're, if we just bottle in our expressions... That's that's why that's why we end up killing ourselves and 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 having all of this confusion, because we're not letting it out. That's yeah. why I'm, I'm you know I'm real proud of, of guys like Nas and like and uh, and even cats like Big Sean like that'll that'll say stuff today that maybe you pushing boundaries in yeah. a way you know like yeah. you you testing you testing the waters with certain lyrics but they ain't you know they they have no fear you know what I mean yeah. and, and that's. You know, but that's you know I went a little everywhere there, but yeah. No, no, good. But that, it it all it all makes sense, bro. It does because uh, even going back to the King's Disease thing, it's like uh, or, or not understanding an album or relating to it. Um, I think that's that's always been a big handicap for uh, in the general in the general perception of some music. I think a handicap is when people like when when the whole taint the whole term hating came out. It was like you couldn't, people wouldn't express themselves a certain way because they were in fear of either being hated or called a hater. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Common said it best, where he said, uh, he goes, if I don't like it, it's not that I'm hating, I just don't relate. And I, I know I'm butchering the bar. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that was the overall like, meaning behind it. That's it's, why it's like, I, I, I just I don't relate. It. Like you said, yeah. it, it might not relate to you, but there'll be a time that it does relate and then it hits. For sure. For sure, and we're all we're all we're all special people. Like mm. you know, we're all individuals at the yeah. same time. We're all we're all on the same level, but we're all ourselves, authentically ourselves. You know, like we could we could be influenced and 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 you know, lit, like uh, leech on to to other people's like uh, like what they like and mm-hmm. what's trendy and stuff like that. But in the end, in the end, it's like how much of that is them and how much of that is you. Exactly, you know, like um, I went, I went through a time where I really separated myself from a lot of the stuff I was listening to, from one moment to the next, just because of how much I wanted to get right with myself and my, and my everyday thought. So it's like if I'm continuously listening to music that's, you know, not so, does not have a, a strong like a strong good, a good overall feeling of intention behind it message value yeah yeah or even just feeling like even just the the tones Mm. you know like you know it's a balance at the end of the day you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i feel like i like you gotta music to me is the ultimate medicine because you could you could pick you could you could go to your streaming whatever you're using right now title spotify whatever it is and and select your medicine for the day yeah, and that's a beautiful thing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you be able to cope with whatever it is you going through. Yeah, shit, I be I be feeling like like a girl broke my heart. So then it's like I might want to listen to Future 
and okay. be like, you know, F that bitch. You know what I mean? Like, I might want to be like that or I might want to be like, man, you can you curse know what? on here. You can curse on here. You, you know what I mean? But, but I, I just said that, you know, yeah, that way just because, you know, like I respect women. But, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's a thing where it's like, you know, it's it's music. That's why that's why even now with hip hop and this, I don't want to say new wave, but the wave. The of, most recent one. The most recent wave of um, just a lot of a lot of uh, uh, women rappers getting a lot of a lot of exposure and yeah. like being pretty much at the top of the game right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Because that they're they're expressing a point of view that I don't understand because I'm not a woman. Gotcha. So it's like a the women now have somebody to get behind on whatever they feel. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's a beautiful yeah. thing. You know, it I is. feel like I feel like it's a good thing that that. That uh, music be is able to represent so many different types of people. Yeah, and we have and we have more than one option. Definitely, like you said, it goes back to balance. Um, so, where was the mo- when was the moment that you that you realized, yo, I think I could do this DJing thing? Man, the moment that I, oh man, that's funny because when I first started to just blend records, because I, I, you know, I was like. I was big on blend mixtapes. I would listen to these blend mixtapes. One of the first ones, like Rap Phenomenon, this Biggie tape, DJ Dirty Harry, you know what I'm saying? Um, Green Lantern, you know what I mean? I would listen to these guys. Like, I would listen to, to how they put Biggie over, like, the newest records at that time and make Biggie sound like he was still alive because he's rapping on Jay-Z's You Don't Know. Yeah. Like, it literally felt like that to me. Like, it yeah. gave me a feeling like that. Like, yo, like, like wait. I haven't even heard this verse. Yeah. Like, did he do this freestyle? Like, it was that on point. So stuff like that inspired me to want to get into it. And I would start just messing with software online, like just blending an instrumental mm. with the vocal. Interesting. And, um, you know, I would literally only share it with like a friend or two. Like, yeah. it was, I was very low-key about it. I, would, I remember I made a whole ass mixtape, but I didn't even drop it. I was very, like, self-conscious in a way. I didn't really want to put myself out there you know, because I didn't feel like I was there yet. And I'll never forget the moment that I first felt like I was ready for this. It was, um, so it was after, you know, I, I made some blends and stuff like that, but I wasn't sharing them with people. And I was skipping school. I was skipping class one day. I was in, in HML in high school. Okay. And um, and I'm skipping class. And I see my boy. He's in the auditorium. And this was the day of the pep rally. So I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh, yeah, you know. My boy's like, oh, we're just getting ready for the pep rally. And he's with my other boy, and he's a DJ for the pep rally. I'm like, oh, shit, y'all better, you know. I'm like, yo, check this out. I got some I got some cool lettering that we can make T-shirts out of. If y'all want to make, like, some T-shirts, like, dissing highly or high, you know, we put yeah. some, you know, my shit said T-Breast give good head on my shirt. <laughs> and then the principal saw me with that shit on and everything. And they ain't saying nothing. It was just some funny shit. And I really don't even know. I never really even got no head from a T-Breast. But anyways... <laughs> That's a whole other thing. So, so this is the pep rally, you know, HML, highly a high. So that's big rivalry, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they battle for the T trophy. So, um, so I offered my friends like to make them some T-shirts. So I, we come to my crib like during lunch or some shit, and while I'm making them a T-shirt, um, I play them like two of my blends. It was like one of them was like "Shake" by Pitbull. Okay. But instead of the shake beat, it was over like "Hollaback Girl." The, huh. the instrumental so it was a blend that I did uh-huh. and you know I'm a bad girl that's like a cheerleader beat you know <laughs> sure. what I mean so so my boy heard that shit and he was like yo you need to play this at the pep rally 
And it's like, yo, I didn't wake up that day thinking I like that was the mission that I was gonna play music in front of the whole school. But then, yeah. literally, from from when that moment that he said that, the next thing I remember is I'm in front of the whole school now on his CDJs <laughs> playing my blends. Like, yeah. yo, the cheerleaders are rocking side to side to some shit that like one person had heard the day before that, and then, wow. that's why it's like, like you know, when I when I you know when I eventually want to write my book one day, it's like. I kind of want to say, like, you know, there's no such thing as an overnight success story, but is there? Because, you know, I, like, from yeah. one day to the next, I went from not really believing in myself yeah. to believing in myself. And people believing in me. I had friends that, that were passing by the DJ booth yeah, and just being like, yo, I see you. And it's like, it went from one <laughs> mo moment, nobody even knew I wanted a DJ to, damn, now the whole school knows, you know? <laughs> That's when I knew I could do it, but I, I had the first the first itch to do it in yeah. fourth grade. This is senior year, by the way, senior okay. year of high school. Yeah. So you got to think I'm like fit, I'm like 16, 17 years old. Yeah. When I finally get get like the, the green light in my head that I can actually do this, but when I first got the itch to do it, I was like, I think I was like 10 or nine, and it was um I was in fourth grade, and then just in the middle of a classroom, like I was blending records in my head. Like, mm. like I, I literally, I don't know. I think I must have heard a DJ make a blend the day before on the radio, and then the yeah. next day I was putting bling bling on, make them say uh and shit, and like, <laughs> like switching the beat in my head. Like I, I already heard it. Like it was wild. Like you know, so, so it's it's crazy. Like and even fast forward now to two or three years ago, DJing at Wood Tavern, and and playing music like all about the Benjamins, you mm. know, by Puff Daddy, and it and it literally that moment feeling like. Damn, this is like what I always wanted to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it all came full circle, man. So, you know, if anybody takes away anything from what I just said, I, like I feel like just like, you know, like trust, trust in, in in what it is that you believe in, what you want to do, because, you know, first of all, not a lot of nobody's gonna believe it as much as you, because you're the one that got the calling for it. Mm. And then, a lot of things gotta happen in order for you to get there. Yeah. You know, you gotta learn a lot. You gotta you gotta live a lot. You gotta lose a lot. Feel me? That's the three sure. L's. Now I think about it, you gotta live a lot. Uh, whatever. You know, we'll rewind it and whatever. That, <laughs> yeah, all the L's. Lose a lot. You <laughs> live a lot, learn a lot, and lose a lot. Now you gotta live a lot, learn a lot, lose a lot. Yeah, I'm telling you. So, did you do house party? I know by this time, <clears throat> you coming up now. It's 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 several years away from the origin of it. Where I remember my homeboys that or my homeboy that DJ shouts to DJ 3D. Um, we'd have to move speakers through the neighborhood to get it over to the the people's house. Yeah. So that we could set up. Like now, that was then. You know, fast forward into the time where you're coming up. How was, how was the what went into setting up? I'm sure you didn't have to bring in speakers and. Nah, I mean it was kind of similar. Carry man. records. It was kind of similar. Like, was it? I, okay. I, didn't, okay. I didn't have records, but I had CDs. Okay. You All know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. I had my first little console, whatever you want to call it, was like a two-CD and mixer, all-in-one. Mm -hmm. You press play, and it's not even going to play right away. It's got the little delay. It'll be like, <laughs> play, boom, <laughs> not like, play, da, 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 yeah, da, like you know, right, like, like right, right when you press the button. So I had to figure out how to mix with a little delay, you gotcha. know, on CDs mm. with no BPM readers, mm. you know? So even though, like, yeah, I didn't get a feel for wax, like... In my first, in my upbringing of DJing in yeah. the beginning, I did have like a weird way that I had to learn how to DJ by ear. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not 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 knowing that this is eighty eight, this is eighty eight, is gonna mix perfect. 
you know, which is cool now, you know what I mean? Because at the same time, like now, now I feel like now the creativity is more unlocked. Okay. Because if you have so much of these Chico's, then that means you should be doing incredible shit. That's why I try to like uh, push myself to think of like retarded mixes and sorry, you know, for using that word, but just like, like the most, the most, the most illogical thing that you can think that would even sound good. But then I make it sound good and you'll be like, how the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just bought a lullaby Wu-Tang album right now. It just has, like, little lullaby sounds, like little... <laughs> but it's like, yo, I can't wait to play one of those in the middle of a party and then drop the Wu-Tang record right uh, after. Yeah. And, and yeah, I did I did put some some speakers. Um, that, that pep rally event was something that just kind of, like, kicked the door for me mm. of just, like, believing in what I did after that. I remember doing... Um, doing a house party before I dropped my first mixtape I definitely did some house parties okay. and, you know I remember even being young and like and seeing my ex-girlfriend at that first first party that I did <laughs> and dropping Ludacris Ho and I was so petty man but I'm sorry Jessica <laughs> damn I didn't even that wasn't even is that your name yeah it was it was damn y'all sorry Oh damn! I'm sorry. <laughs> so when did uh when did you develop a name? Because I know a lot of times people go through names until they land on it. Where was it always? Man, that's now? crazy. Nah, man, I went through a bunch of names. That's a good question. Um, shit. I mean, I could name you a bunch that I went through, bro. I was like trying to be like DJ Equalize because <laughs> I'm an equalizer. DJ Equalizer, like DJ Nerd. <laughs> I swear it was like you know I had the funky like AOL account too. It was like XX DJ Nerd, <laughs> you know like uppercase lowercase uppercase lowercase. Nobody was gonna get that but you. Nobody else was gonna have that. Yo DJ Nerd son. It was like <laughs> DJ Nerd. All of these fucking names. I mean DJ Caution. Like yo Caution. Whoa. <laughs> have some caution. And when you come to this party, don't bump the table. Don't don't bump the. If you hit the table, this record might skip. Might skip. Um, that sounded like my projects. <laughs> damn, it's funny, yo. That was earlier. That was the middle school, man. Yeah. My projects. But yeah, man. So and then I, you landed on Got Now. I landed on Got Now, man. I'm not gonna lie, man. Um, it was a random. It was a random. Like I really don't even remember who like advised me. Like I was. I was just literally searching for the name, and it was like, yo, it should be Got Now. Use when, when Jay Z said we got now we don't care who got next. Mm-hmm. So he said that on Hovey Baby. So I remember I had Cool Edit Pro and I chopped up that part, and yo, that shit sounded like a sound effect. It sounded like a drop because the way the beat is in that song, it's like already like super like warpy, like okay. So it's like I got now I don't care who got next, you know. And I, I started using that in just some of my like home mixes that I did. And I just started calling myself that. And matter of fact, in that pep rally was the first time that I branded myself as that in front of anybody. Because I put that, I put the funny, uh, the funny uh, disc to the highly high in the front. And I put DJ Got Now on the back. Got so that was the first day ever that, and I have a homie, it's funny because I tell my, my boy this all the time. Like literally I told him, your dog, you were there the day that I was low key like created like the day that this idea even like became like manifested and so yeah, yeah. started yeah. to take shape for sure yeah. Physic like physically in the re- in real time yeah yeah I mean it was it was in the digital world for sure I was there you know what I mean in the Winamp in the Winamp gang you know what I'm saying like, I was, yeah, trust me man I was there early on man early wow so fast forward now you starting uh you starting to build a, a name for yourself. 
enough to where now you're being, you know, beyond the house parties. Now there's venues that are interested in you. How do, how do you go about getting your foot in the door when it comes to performing at venues? Man, I mean, getting yourself ready to perform at venues is it's it's almost like having the foresight that you're already like it could happen any day. Mm. Like it can you can get that call tomorrow, you know, and believing that you're already ready. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it takes a lot to get to that point because you know, from the moment I started DJing and then that pep rally, that was like oh five, oh six. And we're talking like, you know, I get I, I really didn't didn't start to be a like a, a residential DJ aside from like you know banquet halls but th that's more stuff that you get told like hey you gotta play this you gotta play that you yeah. know when I when I got this opportunity to do this you know I gotta give a big shout out to Vibe 92.7 cause that was a big platform definitely shouts to them for sure that was a big platform for me to be able to to play the stuff that I love to play and kind of attract the places that I wanted to play okay. at Okay. You know, because then later on, later on, it was Wood. Wood definitely gave me that shot. And, you know, I, that's why I always, you know, I always, like, got mad love for them for that because they gave me that shot. Um, and from there, we built, and they believed in my ideas. And that's a beautiful thing, man, that is, like, I always just wanted a, a, a chance to be able to share my creativity and see what we can build from there. Anything that comes from that, that shit is beautiful, but... It's just getting these ideas out because mm -hmm. then we're closer and closer to the next big one and the mm -hmm. next big yeah. one and we just keep building this momentum, man. And it's, you know, um, so yeah. So to the young DJ that's listening to this, I'll just say like just, just continue to prepare yourself from a daily basis and and also like know what you want, like okay. know know what you want because I had the I had the the blessing and the opportunity to be able to have my own party and say. Tonight I'm playing this. Tonight we're gonna do Death Row Bad Boy. Tonight mm. we're gonna do 1988, and we're just playing records from '88 and back. Like, and I believed in that idea before I, I met the person that was gonna grant me the the opportunity. Got you. So I knew what I wanted to do. So it was all about like, it's all about knowing, and then so now you know what what to aim at. Mm. So you start to aim at that, and every day you try to build yourself around those ideas. So then when that opportunity and that, that door finally opens, you're able to kick that shit open no for hesitation. real. No hesitation. Yeah. No hesitation. And, and, and it was, and I'm not going to say it was easy, man. I had a lot of nerves, man. Like, my first gig at Wood Tavern, it was on New Year's Eve. Like, Ooh. I went literally from, like, from, from yo, it was a rough, that, that time in my life was crazy because it's like I had six gigs canceled on me in a row. Wow. Six gigs canceled. I was, I was literally second guessing being a DJ. Wow. You know, I went from literally being in that, in that, you know, that's why, you know, rest in peace of Nip, uh, Nipsey Hussle. I remember that he said something like that, that he says like, that he literally had to go through every emotion to get to where he was. Hmm. That's part of the process as well. Yeah. And you can't skip those emotions. Yeah. And in the moment, it doesn't make sense at all. You almost feel like, like it's not fair and, and like all of that shit. But that, that's what's going to test your character and, and, um and make you realize why it is why why is the reason why you even want to do what you do yeah you know and i feel like this is this is the reason why i want to do what i do just to be able to share my story and and make make a kid believe in in their dream yeah. it may not even be djing it may yeah. be uh you know like uh, sh uh directing movies mm -hmm. you know what i mean or, or or making action figures whatever it is you feel me yeah
That's dope. So, uh, Wood Tavern, um, that was the scene for a minute. COVID hit. You transitioned, I think, seamlessly. I know we talked about it a little earlier where it's, you, you know, when you have a passion for something, you just find new ways to do the same thing and always be ready. So you transitioned over to the, like most people did with the online streaming, uh, the IG lives or the online streaming, eventually landing yourself on Twitch. Um, describe how that, how that thought came up. Was it, was it just off of the fact that you saw people going online and playing music? Um, you know, I had a homie, I have a homie, uh, Andrew Hypes in Virginia. Shout out to Andrew. Um, before COVID hit, he was, he told me about the iRig for a while, like okay. telling me like, yo, when you connect this thing to, to your mixer, to your phone, then you're going to be able to record the music perfectly. And then it's like, when you're doing a mix, people can hear it perfect. So it's like, it was crazy. Cause I just, he, he's a person that loves shooting content. You know, I like shooting content as well. But this, but Andrew's on another level. Like he, he loves, he loves just getting ideas out, getting creativity out there. So at the time, it was like, not that I bypassed what he was saying, but at the time, you know, I was, I was busy, like you said, in these clubs, doing these things. Yeah. So, so when COVID hit, when COVID hit, it was already, it was already something bumping in my mind. Like, yo, we could just fucking just get on IG Live, like you know, like, mm. like, and as well as seeing DJs do it, and it was definitely D, uh, D Nice. Mm -hmm. Once I saw D Nice and saw him do a hundred thousand, I was in there. That was the confirmation. His first, his first time that he did a hundred thousand. Yeah. And then you know, looking in his, in his timeline while I was in that one, and a, a week or two before that, he was only at three hundred. Wow. You know, and I was like, man, how you go from three hundred to a hundred thousand? Like, that's because music is powerful. Like yeah. music, and people are gonna appreciate this shit. Like, like when I saw people in the chats. Like literally, like reminiscing because they heard a song, and mm. I, that was so beautiful, man. When I was finally able to do that, this is just maybe a couple of weeks after COVID started, you know, COVID started or whatever. Yeah, you know, it started to take over everything. Um, so, so I saw that, man, and then once I started to do, I, I said, I said, fuck it, let's do mixtape Mondays again, and then but do it on on Wood Tavern's IG, like if we are at Wood Tavern, anyways. Yeah. So you know, I I got creative, you know, with the with the with the design like I'll make it look like I'm at Wood and then shout out to Abstract the Abstract my brother um, the artist in Miami you know um, he ended up doing a dope a really dope design for my overlay and um, and yeah like doing shit like that I just love to be creative man so it's like and, and then the added bonus of being on these platforms is like in real time you're seeing the appreciation mm. and and it's it's crazy because there's nothing like DJing in front of people but I don't hear what they're thinking of my mix. Yeah. So 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 when when I'm reading them, it's like, yo, I literally, I, I'll never forget, man. I'll never forget somebody telling me in the live stream that it was, it was their favorite day, of lockdown, just like watching me play, and yeah. it was like, and it was, like, it was such a rewarding feeling, man, because yeah. it's like, like I, I just wouldn't be, I wouldn't be nothing without this music, man. You know what yeah. I mean? So so just being able to do that and provide that for other people, it's yeah. beautiful, man. You know. And like you said, you know, eventually going to Twitch and stuff, you know, just because IG was hating, you know, mm -hmm. IG was yeah, yeah. IG been hating heavy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like if, I mean, but I, a lot of people say IG this, IG that, but it's not even just IG. The game's been hating on the DJ for a minute now. Mm. The, the game has been trying to trying to eliminate the DJ's worth for a long time yeah. now. They try to yeah. take the mixtapes out of the game. 
Yeah. They, you know what I mean? Like, they don't service the radio DJ anymore because the radio DJs, they all playing the same shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's you know, not of me take no shots or nothing, but just keeping it real. Like, you know what I'm saying? They, they've been trying to X out the DJ forever. And that's, so when that's I, one of the biggest mistakes ever because you do need, you, you do need someone with a consciousness to, to kind of, like you said, feel out what's going on. Out, whether, like, whether you're at a live venue or not, you're performing, you're feeling, uh, 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 um, a digitized piece of equipment or a computer is not going to be able to tell you shit but no man I'm thinking of it might like do they start do they start putting in sensors in the dance floor to tell a computer you what just people can't do are it, man you can't, a, you can't play a recording mix you, at a party and hit the same as a live yeah. DJ you can't no, you, and you can't have some you can't have some shit just AI wise think what the people are gonna want, man. Yeah, like, or, or see the reaction. Shit, yeah, all of that shit is just a feeling, man. You know, it's a feeling and it's a wave, man. And yeah. it's crazy because sometimes I feel like the way that I play live is like I take risks sometimes mm. and I take stuff to different places, you know. And big shout out to DJ Cass, who, who's a big inspiration for me on that. Like, not being afraid to, like, kind of trick motherfuckers for a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? And to just do some shit to make them, like, connect some shit. And it's yeah. like, you know, because in a way, in a way, we're mathematicians, we're scientists. You know, we're we're psychologists, we're psychiatrists, we're we're therapists. We're literally everything in one. You know what I mean? And we don't even have to talk to you. We talk to you with our hands to be able to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so you know, even even with the whole, you know, going back to the whole COVID thing, man, and you know, just the labeling of of jobs being essential and shit, like. My, DJs are essential. I don't give a fuck what you label as essential or but, not. You could tell me. You could tell me that. Okay, these. You know, like this isn't right now. We can go without opening this, but don't tell me that my industry is not essential. Mm. Because if it isn't for what we're doing, trust me, there'd be a lot more suicides in this motherfucker. There'd be a lot more domestic violence. Yeah, there'd just be a lot more shit, man. Like people need people need music, so they stop to think. They stop thinking, and they just feel. They just feel good, and just get taken away, and remember. Remember what life was ten years ago when their life didn't suck. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> that's what my, you know, that's so what. True. Shout out to Beto. He told me that once. He was like, "Yo, people just want to be reminded of a time when their life didn't suck." And not to say that everyone's life sucks that day when they go out, but it's real, man. We, all, we, we all, all, we all go, we all go through shit, man. Yeah. So it's like this music; it just takes you to a good place, man. You know, when when we're able to 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 play it in the right way, and you, when you need it most, for, for sure. sure. Damn. Um, I, I, so right now, where can they catch you? I mean, eventually, I hope that when this thing—not that it passes—because this is going to be something we're going to have to deal with. But when things, I guess, return to something similar to what we had, you know, previously, um, it'd be great to catch you live. But for now, where can they catch you? Um, for now, every Monday, you can catch me at Vibe ninety two point seven FM in Miami. That's at 12 o'clock every Monday. I do the, the midday's munchies mix. Okay. Sometimes I'll be on there on the weekend, but I try to I try to focus more on my Monday show. Um, and piggybacking off what you were saying of things going back to normal or at least something that, like uh, something that that we were once used to, I feel like things will get to a better place. Okay. You know what I mean? As long as I feel like as long as the the overall problem I feel like that's going on is division, and mm. the way to stop dividing things is just to just Instead of trying to be smarter than people because you're trying to tell someone this, let's all like, let's all treat each other with some, with some kind of like, uh, you know, like we're all in this shit together. If anything, if anything that, if there's anything that someone could take, could take away from this moment is that you weren't alone in your struggle throughout this process. Yeah. You know, like I, I didn't feel like, like, 
life was out for me because of this. Mm. Everyone had to Every, go through it, man. Mm. Everyone had to go through it's it, and strong. it was tough for all of us, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and, and it's still tough for, for a lot of us. A lot of us going, you know, you know, it's going to take some time to rebuild from this. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. But, but you know, I'm, I'm a strong believer of, you know, of God and just, and having faith and, and, um, and things, things, uh, six months, you know, six months of being in the dark is cool for me to live with. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool yeah. with that. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you need to be in the dark just to, just to analyze a lot of things. You know what I mean? Before you come back out to the, to the light. And it, and it goes back to the three L's. Now you've, you've witnessed, you've lost in a sense where things aren't the same as before, mm -hmm. but then you, you still, you live through it and you learn. That's a hundred percent, you know, yeah. you know, and that, and it's funny cause Cause when, when I said that in the moment, it was just kind of like in the moment. Like I, I, I didn't even really connect it in a way of like, like I saw, I was like afterwards, like damn, I should start with L, like, <laughs> like yo, like, but it's real, you know what I mean? Like, and 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 we can't, we can't super, super, like, uh, like, uh, advance our process, like, and skip it. You know what yeah. I mean? We all you gotta, gotta go, go through you that. Gotta go through what you gotta go through, man. My life's a lot different. It looks a lot different physically. Um than what it looked like six months ago. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, as far as a lot of things in my life. And and it's cool. You know what I mean? Because yeah. change is the only thing that's constant. Yeah. You know, and that's what we got to embrace. You got to embrace the change. Mm -hmm. and, and, and if anything, I feel like, yo, it should just be basic human, human, like, just human behavior just to want a better change. Yeah. Period. Yeah. We're not asking for you to not have what you love no more. We're asking for everyone to love this life, man. Definitely. You know what I mean? And not make it hard for each other, man. Like, we could we could literally turn... Like, there's a lot of power. There's a lot of powerful things that could manifest when you put great minds together and you put people at work for the right for the right uh for the common cause or the right the, cause like right. we all fall yeah, into the same talk, we know? push for it's like anything else it's when you're moving a piece of furniture you don't want to push against you want to move with that's how you get things you know uh, accomplished 100%, definitely 100%. where can they find you uh social media um websites what you got all right you can find uh follow me on instagram at got now all together got now g-o-t-n-o-w um on twitter is dj got now as well as twitch dj got now um, you guys can catch some merch at gotnow.shop. Gotnow.shop for some merch. I, I got some cool ideas. I'm always um, I'm always trying to trying to bring out and um, and yeah, I got some dope stuff on the way, man. Collaboration with Organic Food Kings mm. on the way. Um, we yeah. gotta to touch more on that on that the segment that's dedicated to food. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm just I'm just hype about that one, man. I'm hype about that one, man. So I, let's not hold it up no more. Yeah. Let's wrap this segment up and let's get into these brews and then we'll go from there. So y'all know what it is: brews, beast, and these old head at DJ got now. Yo. Big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, 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 beer. Big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, 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 beer. beer, 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 beer. Bruce Beast and East, the podcast, and we have reached the Bruce portion of the podcast. This awesome. is the, this is yes, it is awesome. It's thirst quenching. Also, uh, we brought it outdoors for this segment here. We're back at the Organic Food Kings. All right, um, you'll get to hear more about the food later, but for now, we're talking brews. And um, still got God now with me here. 
and we're about to get into these beers. You know how we do. There's four beers. The guest samples them. They give me their thoughts on them. At the end of all of this, we'll get kind of a ranking one through four. Uh, so you want to jump into this first beer? Let's do it. Awesome. Right. Let's do it. So you got your glass there. Awesome. Or your cup there. <laughs> and this one here is the Hurricane. It's from the Gulfstream Brewing Company. Shout out to Gulfstream. Yep. It's got a, it's a cocktail-inspired fruit sour ale made with passion fruit, blood orange, lactose, and vanilla. And it clocks in at a 5% ABV. We'll give this one a shot. Salud. Salud. What do you think I want? Man, it's like a it's like a nice tasting beer. Like it's not too beer like though. It's I feel like it's not too beer like, but it's it's a good taste. Okay. This is a sour. Have you ever had a sour before? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I just can't recall. It was probably one of so those nights. So this will be this is like a sour. It'll have like a different taste than your traditional lager, right? Lager? Lager or a pilsner. Yes, this is totally different than those beers there. Um, the sour ales have more fruits in them um, as opposed to like uh, an IPA that has a fruit taste but it's actually the citrus from the hops that kind of give it a great, a lot of people sometimes confuse it with a grapefruit taste but it's not. Um, this will, These will sometimes will have like lactose or a vanilla in it. Um, that's yeah. the hurricane. That's the hurricane, man. I mean... You know, I definitely taste the um, the fruits in there. Yeah, man. The passion fruit, the guavas, and so on and so forth. Where would you think? Uh, where would you find yourself enjoying this beer? I don't know, man. Uh, um, you're not you're not quite sold on it. Okay. okay. I'm not I'm not sold on it, but you know, it's it's a good one to try. Like, okay. I, it was a good one. Like if someone's like, "Oh, try this," and I'll drink it and I'll enjoy it. Yeah. But I don't think I'll try it again. Okay, go again. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm just being real. I, no, hope, no, I, hope, you don't, do. I hope you don't... Listen, the, I'm not sponsored by anybody, so we're, <laughs> we're, not, we're not, you know what I'm saying, we're not going to hurt anybody's feelings. They don't say, I'm more concerned with your honest opinion on these beers, so just let it rip, Let's bro. Let's, <laughs> Let's let do it. it. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I finished mine, so... I'm going to pour this last please little do. bit for the homies. For the homies, please do, and we'll get into the second beer. No, well, we, you know, actually, before we get into the second beer... Do you recall, your, you know, the first time you had a beer? Man, first time I had a beer, man, I think the year was like 1976. You weren't <laughs> even born then. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know, it Sounded man. like the intro to um, Funky Child with Lords of the Underground. Yo. The year was 1975. <laughs> Yo, when I mean... <laughs> I really don't remember, man. No? Nah, I just remember, like, eras that I drank a lot of beer. Like, okay. Like, you know, like, when the Heat were, were with LeBron, I drank a Heineken every day when I was watching the Heat. You really? Know what I mean? Okay. Like, that was the good luck charm? <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah. We went 27 games straight. Yeah. And then I went to Cien Montaditos, and we lost to the Bulls. I'll never forget. Wow. <laughs> Talk about a memory. What were you drinking that night? Heineken again? No? Yeah? They did have some beers there. I think it's, like... Man, I don't know, like Mahu or some shit. Mahu, I don't know. I don't even think that was a beer. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm bad with, with like I guess recalling like stuff yeah. like that. Word. And Siri just want to get into the uh, conversation here too. She's got. She said, opinion. "I know it's not cool, bro." She's, damn, I guess she Siri. doesn't think it's cool that I don't it, remember shit. 
well, it's, right. it's partially her fault because she does a lot of remembering for you. I'm sure she keeps scheduling yeah, all that other shit. Yeah, man. Let's get into yeah, this second much. beer here. This second beer is from, it's actually a collab between Modern Times and Resident Culture. And it's their Modern Rhymes. It's a Pilsner. This is, I'm having this one for the first time. Modern Rhymes, yeah. Modern Rhymes. And so, it comes in at a 5% five per, five alcohol by volume. I'm feeling the presentation, the colors. You like the vibe of the, of the can? Of the can, it's looking cool. It is nice. Um, I like the artwork. Yeah, man, I mean, it says, uh, hopped with Bar Rouge, Aramis, and Strissel's Pat. I have no clue what none of that is. Yeah, neither do I. And I and I do a podcast based on beer, music, and food, and I have no idea. But here we go, cheers. Yeah, why not? Yo, we'll shoot this Modern second rhymes. one. It can only get better after the sour, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's nice. I like that. That's more. That's more your lane there. I like it because it's like a, a like a good balance. Because mm-hmm. a lot of like this is a craft beer, right? It's yeah, a craft beer. Yeah, yeah. They're so all craft I, beers. Yeah. I feel like that sometimes craft beers will be a little bit too high on like the had like a bitterness almost to it. Yeah. You know, it has that little like like punch. Yes. But yeah. this shit's got a good balance. It didn't hit me with the punch. Okay. And, and it doesn't stick around a lot like the flavor. I know that yeah. was that's been my uh, my major complaint about a lot of the uh, IPAs when it comes to the IPAs is that that the back end of the beer kind of lingers that's a, a long time, yeah. and it's like ah, I just I don't know if I could just sit with this damn taste for that long. But no, this is a pilsner, so they don't they're not known for having that 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 bitterness or that kick that that stays around. Not bad, not bad. I fuck with it. I, okay. I'd find myself drinking one of these. Okay. Just on a chill vibe, I think. Listening to Prince or something. Yeah, it's funny you say Prince, and I just noticed that on the label there's dudes like there was there's butt cheeks exposed on this cover, on this oh, can. That's wild. And you mentioned Prince, which I is mean, notoriously thinking, known. Yeah, I think maybe someone drank this and drew that shit and saw, <laughs> saw what I saw. They saw started doodling under the inspiration of the beer. Yeah, man. They were like, oh shit, man. You um. You're a fan of the Amber Box. You mentioned. Yeah, I like dark beers. Okay. I do like dark beers. Hmm. Um, you said Flanagan's is the spot you usually go to for the Amber Box. Facts. There's not a lot of places that still still rock with Amber Box, I think. It's rare. You can't really go anywhere and ask for Amber Box. I feel like only at Flanagan's. Hmm. I don't know why. But I think I, I don't really... I don't really... It's really when I go to Flanny's that I'm even thinking of getting one. Though. In the mood for a beer. Yeah, in like, general. You know, yeah. So when I go to places, I'm not wondering too much if they have one, but most times they won't. Yeah. When you're even thinking about it, I don't know. That was one of the earlier beers that I got into when I started. I don't know. I guess branching off or branching away from like the the standard ones like Presidentes and Miller Lights. Yeah, there was a time where I drank Miller Light. But Amber Bach was one of the first ones that was, to, in my eyes, different from all the you know the Heinekens, the Coronas, and whatnot. Um, and I think the second one was the, the Fat Tire from New Belgium was the next one. It was the next yeah, one. I remember that Fat Tire for sure. Yeah. Um, spinning in, spinning in locations. Now I, I had this question in mind for for people who are in the hospitality industry. All right, you're spinning at a club. Yeah. Um, you you kind of get a chance. I mean, as well as gauge the crowd while they're getting into while they, whether they're getting into the song you're playing or they're not feeling it. Can you tell like the sense of people 
actually catching a buzz and getting... 100%. You can see that from your vantage point. 100%. 100% because it's like it's like a whole wave just drives through the crowd at that point. Yeah. Like, like it's 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 a it's a whole wave. It's it's almost like, you know, a lot of people drink to tear down walls that they're holding up. Okay. You know, they're holding those walls up because they are in fear of being judged. You know, like, whatever. You know, you drink a little bit, you get loose, you don't give a shit what anyone thinks. You just want to have the fun. You shed the inhibitions. Yeah, you know, so I feel yeah. like definitely in, um, when I'm rocking a set, I see that. I see the moment when mm. it transpires to that. And then that's when I realize that it's time to go. Like, go, go, go. Like, we here now. Like, and we staying here. Because easily... Easily, man, if you ain't giving the people the vibe that they're trying to have, they're going to go somewhere else and look mm, for it. Yeah. Straight up. And, but there comes, now let me ask you, um, <laughs> what's like the, uh, like, has, I'm sure, like you said, when you drink, people drink beers, they're in it, they're having a good time, they're listening to music, the DJ's providing exactly what they want to hear, um, and they, you know, people, they're to the dance, um, I'm sure you've seen some drunken dances. Like, how often does that happen where you see, like, obviously this person is either trying to work off the, the buzz. Yeah. Or, or the only reason that they're dancing like this is because they are drunk. I mean, it's a funny thing, man. And it's a beautiful thing at the same time. Because it's like, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like life. It's, life is unpredictable, you know. Mm. And, and, and. You know, for whatever reason that person lets loose, whether they just want attention on them, whatever it is, or whatever they have something inside of them and just want to express themselves through dance, and then the, the beer or the drink helps them get to that point. It's tight, man. It's tight to look at that and then look around and look at people looking at them. And they're looking at them, and it's always smiles. You know what I mean? You never... It's like... That's the beauty of where I, I play is because... Everyone will smile in a situation like that, man. Because yeah. we, we're excited to see people have fun and enjoy themselves. Rather than look at them and think they look like a nerd. You yeah. know, like, oh, you look you look like a dork. Like, actually, nah. Like, we're all dorks. Let's fucking <laughs> yeah, wave our yes. dork flag. Yeah. That you know is what I'm so saying? True. I remember, like, shout out to Jenny Fox. Like, she said something like that. She said that she plays for the cool kids to act like nerds. Not for the nerds to act like cool kids. Ah, that's a bar right there. That you know is, what I'm saying? Like, that is up. solid, yo. That makes all the sense in the world to me. And and for anybody who tries, to, I mean, for for those who pull off that cool image, you just know that they're really trying hard because ultimately, we're all a bunch of dorks and nerds. Yeah, man. I mean, that's what <laughs> that's why I love those moments, man. I love those moments because, you know, like everybody's just too, you know, too worried about what people think about them, man. Like, yeah. just be be. It's cool to just be out of out of the ordinary, even if it's for a moment. Yeah. You know? I, that, that's a moment to break free. I mean, who knows? Like you said, I know we just we probably discussed it at some point, where we're like, people need that getaway, and and that might translate into them just acting a fool in a sense of in their own personal space. Yep. You know, what I'm saying cutting a rug or whatnot, and, and just letting the, letting the music take them somewhere, letting the drink take them somewhere, and and just expressing themselves yep. in, in, in dance. Mm -hmm. So you can't be mad at that at all. Can't. Man. You want to get into this third beer? Let's do it. All right. What's this one called? This one is the Can't Tell Me Nothing. Oh, shit. This is the... This Kanye the, fan, right? This is, the, this is the Yeezy. The Yeezy joint right here. Hold up. Before I drink this, 
Till I get my money right. Oh. Okay, that one's from the Barrier Brewing Company. Man, I feel like I drank that one all in one go. In conjunction. With I don't know if like singing the Kanye song and maybe the other two beers already kicking in. Like, <laughs> got me got me feeling superhero like now. Yo, this is no joke. This one right here, uh, it's brewed and canned by Barrier Brewing Company. In Oceanside, New York, like I said, it's, in a, it's a collaboration with Equilibrium Brewery. This is an IPA. It's a triple dry hopped IPA. Um, check it out. Check out the can. Let me know what you think of the artwork. It's cool, man. I like that, man. So now, I know earlier we mentioned kind of like the bitterness of an IPA. Yeah, this one kind of has that, but I felt like, I felt like at this point, like, I like it now. Like, I like the taste. Because, okay. you know, like, it got over the hump with the other beers. Okay. In a way. You know, and I feel like that's 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 the thing about those beers. It's like, at first, you're just kind of like, uh, and then when you start drinking them, you're like, ah, oh, you know what? Fuck, you know, I can rock with this. Yeah. Now, I'm, I can tell you from, the, from sampling several IPAs that this one is, it doesn't have that 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 lingering flavor at the end Mm-mm. so it makes it a little more drinkable it still has the ipa qualities though it, you just you still taste where it's like yeah if, if it was a blind taste test you're like yeah no this is definitely something that's heavy on the hop side you can't tell me nothing um what else are you drinking nowadays besides amber box what's another beer that you uh you kind of gravitate to i mean just on a random like i'll drink a stella you okay know what i'm saying like I'm real chill, man. Like, I don't drink too much, but sometimes, you know, I'll drink like a little, you know, a little brew here and there. Yeah. Watch a game or something. Okay. with my old boy or something, you know. There you go. That's always a cool thing. That's a cool thing I feel like. I feel like that's what beer was even made for. It's it's like literally to kick it with your old boy. Making like, that connection. Making a connection. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And typically, I think fathers, one of the things that dawns on fathers when they have sons or when they find out they're having sons is that they're like, yeah, one day I'll, I'd be able to I'm sit gonna here. I'm going to drink a beer with my uh, boy. Drink a beer with my boy. Damn. <laughs> what's, oh. your, what's the beer choice? What's the beer of choice? Your pop's beer of choice. Man, I mean, he's simple dude too. He'll be at the crib, drink some Miller Lights. Like, okay. He'll just be vibing. You know, I remember, it's funny, man. When we used to go to Flanagan's as kids, like... And he'll go in there and get a picture, and he'll get a picture of like some Fosters, <laughs> Australian for beer. And from what I hear, they don't even drink Fosters in Australia. That's not even a thing over there. It's like Corona and, and in Mexico. And Mexico. Yeah. Like Modelo's more Mexican, right? I think so. Yeah. I, think, I mean, it's all slightly it's, more. Yeah, it's all it's all uh, it's all bottled here, like in things like in white. Yeah, I've seen it. It's like imported shit. from Chicago. Yeah. But it's like yeah. Mo, la, la Modelo. Yeah. La this Modelo. is La Modelo. <laughs> yeah. Negra and Especial. Siri. Yeah, Siri. I'm saying, Siri, Siri did you, you respect the podcast over here? Siri, shout out, shout out to Wayne. He said, I can't trust my iPhone. I think Siri, the feds. Hey, <laughs> it could quite possibly be. Um, imported. You know what's funny about imported beers? I, 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 I'm not a fan of when you go to a place, and this is what happened more so when I was you know, going to the corner store to buy a beer. And uh, you try to sell me on the fact that that Presidente, even though it's bottled here, is considered imported. Dominican, right? Yeah. It's like, you're going to charge me more for the Presidente because it's quote-unquote imported, but it was bottled here. And you're going to, you know, and but it's going to be, it's, you know, it's like a dollar or two more than your 
let's say your Bud Light Budweiser, or your Budweiser, Bud because that's a domestic beer. Like, well, these are all domestic beers. Yeah, if you make them here, they're domestic, right? That's like, it. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Corner stores be on some nonsense. I mean, like Inca-Cola. Inca-Cola is a Peruvian soda, right? Yes. But it got bought by Coca-Cola. Okay. So it's like, I still think of it as a Peruvian soda, but it's not imported from Peru, though. Yeah, no, it's not. You and, know, and, it's, and, not a, it's not a soda import. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it is, soda. It is. I guess, like a an outsourced yeah, yeah. You know I mean, they do go outside to get this idea, I guess. Yeah, I don't doubt it. You ready to get into this fourth beer? The fourth and final one? Yeah, it smells like... It smells like... Uh, like uh, Dulce de Leche. Okay. Or it smells like one of like those... Like those, those uh, fucking... Um, those butter candies. The butterscotch joints? Butterscotch candies. Okay. It smells like that, yeah. Well, I mean... There is a connection there because this is the excuse my French toast from Three Sons Brewing. I guess you could put butter on your French toast. There goes the butter. Now you mentioned that. I, I'm, I'm struggling to find a, a segue into it, but it yeah, it smells like syrup. It does have a syrup smell to it. Um, this is a, this is a stout, and it clocks in at a 7.8. Is that um, the highest? At, for that what we have here, yeah. That one it can't tell me nothing, right? Yes, they, they, they clock in their tie. So what we did, we went two fives and two seven point eights. So now I'm a lightweight man. It's the fourth beer. We really only been having little portions. Yeah. And I'm feeling good, man. I ain't gonna lie. Wow. Else. Damn. Which goes to show you that it don't take much, man. It don't take much. Yeah. So know your limit. For so real. You won't act the ass. Do you um? But let's let's take a hit of this one. And let me get your thoughts on it. Your cheers. Let's do it. Cheers. Now you like an amber bock. Yeah. This is not quite it's amber box, I believe, are brown ales. This is an actual stout. It's a wild taste, man. Like, like not it? wild like crazy, but like wild like Unexpected. Yeah, it's sweet. It's you know, it's got a good like balance to it. It's nice, man. It's like a dessert beer. Yeah. Ultimately that's what it is. It's a type of beer. This is not the type of beer that you can sit there and and like go at them. Fact. I mean, you could if you wanted to, but if you're feeling nice already, th these will do damage. It's more of a like after dinner, you know, late night, you feel like having maybe one beer, you know what I'm saying, settle in, and it's, you know, a little heavier than the, the ones we've had prior to this one. Yeah. So you don't want to sit there on a hot day pounding away at these because it'll just slow you down really. For sure, for sure. It tastes nice like on some like, Man, like you know, like wind, the night winding down. Let me have this little, this little taste right here. Mm. You know, and then I'm gonna go vibe and listen to some Stevie Wonder. Dope. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I man. liked it. That was cool. Cool. So while the plane passes over, because we fly like that, <laughs> um, a real quick one through four. The one you like the most to the one you like the least. All right, let's do it. Do the one it? I, the one I like the most. Oh man, the last three. I mean, I guess if I say the last three, that means I guess I didn't like the first one too much. <laughs> yeah. So that but, automatically makes that number four. Yeah, yeah. So the hurricane gotta be number four. Number four. I guess it's just I just don't got a taste for sour beers. Yeah. You know, sour ales. Um. The third one. Let's go backwards. The third one. Which one would that be? Man, I'm gonna put third. Can't tell me nothing. Okay. And it's funny because graduation, my third favorite, yay album too. Okay. Okay. 
Or maybe it's not. I just said that to sound cool about <laughs> it. Um, all right, let's see. My second favorite. It's, it's tough between these two, man. I like these two, but I feel like I'll be more at a function drinking Modern Rhymes. So that would be the number one. Yeah, I like that, and I like the other one as like a little like a little treat, a treat drink. Mm, yeah. French toast inspired stout. Like that's pretty cool. It's a yeah. pretty cool idea. And not gonna front, I always like my beer to just taste like beer. Give me my beer that tastes like beer. But you know, some of these challenge my taste buds and and ultimately change my perspective. Because excuse my French toast, I'd have that. You know, nice little nice little chill evening. True, true. So what about you, it. man? What about you? What would okay. you rate? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Um, all right, so and, and yo, by all means, it's your opinion. <laughs> yeah, okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. Even if the one I didn't like, you liked the most. No, I understood. Like that's what I'm about. I'm about just telling it how it is, as when it comes to my opinion, at least. Um, so I'm gonna go number one for me out of these is I'm going to go the Modern Rhymes. Mm. I like the Pilsner. So we agreed. Yes. I we like, both agree with the number one. Correct. I like the Pilsner Modern Rhymes. Um, it's, I don't know if it's just just like the the moment, but it's felt to me like I've had Pilsners before, and this one s- somehow stood out, and I can't describe exactly what it was, but it did have a different feel to it. It feels like I could just keep drinking it. Yeah. Like I could just keep drinking it, and it's it's like giving me a cool vibe about it. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Modern Times Beer, Resident Culture, Brewing yeah, Company. Man. Exactly. Um, I would say my number two is gonna be by default is gonna be the Hurricane. Um, okay. I'm I'm more partial as of late. I'm more partial to sours than I am IPAs. IPAs and stouts. Okay. Um, so all of these are different. You got yes. a Pilsner. You got a stout. A sour and an IPA. Uh, IPA meaning India Pale Ale. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes. So, so Modern Rhymes number one, Hurricane number two. It's a toss-up between the excuse my French toast and the can't tell me nothing. I was, I would say that the reason I would put I can't tell me nothing as the third, even though I'm not a big IPA fan, is because I was surprised by the lack of like bitterness, the lack of kick in the back end. I feel you. So that would be that would be my one through four. Uh, Modern Rhymes, Hurricane, can't tell me nothing, and then excuse my French toast. I am a fan of the Excuse My French Toast. I think this can we got might have been a little bit undercooled. Uh-huh. It could have been a little cooler, which yeah, would have yeah. changed up the, the you know the, the the texture or the complexity of it. But um, I've had that one before, and it's not a bad beer. But yeah, man, that's where I'm at, bro. Y'all know what the deal is. It's Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. We got Got Now with us. Stick around. We're gonna get into these beats. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast, and yes, we are back. You know what I'm saying? We are back at it again. Um, we had the opportunity to sample some beers. You got to know Got Now's opinion on the beers, and now we talk beats. Bruce Beats, yeah, that's it. That's the name of the podcast. So let's get into beats. When we talk beats, we're talking about, I mean, Got Now is a producer, so we could touch on making beats, but also um, we talked, we'll talk about um, what they what's on their playlist? What's something that moves them? Um, how how he developed such a diverse palette of music? Cause he plays a little bit of everything. If you if you've seen him on Twitch, um, if you've seen him live, you get a little bit of everything. And uh, there's there's a lot of knowledge there. So God, now what's what's the go to music right now for you? 
like the, the, the something you're spinning right now that you know when you don't have a vibe or like you said when you're not feeling a certain way you know like this, I play this and this brings me back man um you know just something that just ringing in the, in the back of my head is just the classics man just okay the, just the just the classics man though it'll be some oldies like you know I was on I was on Twitter the other day and they posted Al Green um Love and happiness, and but they put the, the year with it, 1972 in the post, and I retweeted it, and I was like, man, I miss DJing and playing this song in front of people in 2020, like, <laughs> and it's wild to me because I was born 16 years after that song even came out, like, so I think I think that that's that's one thing, man, that and no matter what. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, some like uh, big room venues, you know, you can't always just drop an Al Green track. But that's what I kind of aim for, man. Like to, to to be able to be in a position where I could play something classic like that, that makes just everybody feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, also, I think one of, the, one of the responsibilities of a DJ too, which I think that's why it makes sense. It makes sense for uh, someone like you or any DJ worth their salt to have an expansive knowledge of music because then that way a lot of times DJs are responsible for putting people on for sure you know what I'm saying they might they like you said you can't always drop certain things or there's or there's ways there's times that you find a way to drop something into a party for the sake of not just because you know you could pull it off and it's not typical for people to do but that at the same time the crowd gets to hear something maybe they're not familiar with and then they could do whatever people do nowadays with a Shazam or whatever and find out what the song yeah, is. Yeah. I mean it happened it happened just as much as two or three nights ago you know I, I finally had a good opportunity to play for a restaurant a bar at you know after all this time okay you know very limited capacity but I was playing you know and you know the music would just take me in different directions so I was playing like more like like violet funk, like Brazilian type of music. You know? Okay, and I was playing like a song called Bola Rebola. You know what I mean? And 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 it was wild because one of the employees came up to the booth and was like, "Yo, what's the name of this song?" <laughs> and it was like, I was like, "Yo, it's called Bola Rebola." You know, it's like Brazilian, whatever. You know, and then and, and she was just like, "Yo, because this just makes me want to move. Like this just like I need it. Like I need it. Like I could just see it in her eyes. Like yeah. she needed to know what it was and it's." It's like you said, it's that beautiful moment where you're putting someone on, mm-hmm. you know, and that's mm-hmm. that's why that's why, you know, I don't think DJs, you know, you know, don't when people get request something and and a DJ gets mad, like you know, just put yourself into to the, the the shoes of a DJ that is trying to make you move with their interpretation of what mm-hmm. they do. Yeah, you know, if it, you know, if if we wanted to play like every other DJ, then I don't even think we would have went out. We would have told you to turn on the radio. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the way I look at things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and that's the beauty. That's the beauty of I feel like uh, not just the the venue or the venues I play at, but the overall area of 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 where I play at, because it's a, it's an open mindedness like that. Okay, like people wanna people wanna connect all of these different pieces of their brain because that's what art is art is just kind of bringing everything back to you yeah you know you're bringing these ideas that's gonna make people tap into things of themselves okay you know so so yeah you know that it's it's wild because i'm sitting here and i'm thinking you know uh i being at if i pull up well back in the days when i used to go to clubs or or a happy hour where they had a DJ or whatever. I'd be with a group of people, and I could tell who like the real hip hop people were in the group mm-hmm. because they weren't the person that was like, 
oh, 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 I'm going to go tell the DJ to play this song. And I was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> no. It's like a certain etiquette, right? Yeah. It's, it's almost like, like you would think like you'd have to pass a class before you go to a party. Like, yeah. like you know, like there's just certain things that you just like, it's unwritten rules, right? Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny because, you know, correlating this to like baseball. And I see, I, I didn't know there was unwritten rules in baseball. Yes. Like you can't, you can't swing at a 3-0 or like yeah. a 3-1. <laughs> yeah. If the bases are loaded bases and you're already loaded. winning. Yeah. I was like, yo, are you kidding me? I'm trying to hit a home run every time. You know what I mean? I had the stats. You know, so I so I take it like that. You know, I'm sure that the, the person who's asking for a request, maybe they don't know that there's an etiquette to music. Yeah. You know, and me, me as well. You know, I think all of us as humans, since we're only, be, we're only able to live our own experience, yeah. we have no idea of the background of the person that we're interacting with. Yes. We have no idea what they had to do to get here. Mm -hmm. You know, like yesterday, for example, you know, you know, we like to clown on Paul Pierce out here in Miami, you know, like, because he, he has a little beef with, with Wade and the Miami Heat and, you know, and <laughs> okay. then, but it's like, yo, but then people brought up to the attention, like, yo, like, Paul Pierce got stabbed a bunch of times. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then it ended up still, like, putting up all of these points the next year, and it's like, like, and it's like, like, to me, it's like, yo, it's not just the fact that you physically got harmed. Like, I understand the mental of some, like, of, of, of. Of trauma, like when you go yes. through something, there's, yeah, yeah. there's got to be some PTSD that's no for sure that's, that's going into that. You know what sure. I mean? So it's like even you know, so that's why now I have a diff even a different outlook on him, man. Yeah, I really don't even hate that man or have no kind of dislike for mm -hmm. him. He's gone through everything that he's gone through, and yeah. he's definitely gonna rep for who he reps. Yes. So you know, I'm, I respect it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I respect it, but we're gonna bust that ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're gonna Tyler Hero that. You know okay. Okay. Yeah. Things are getting. Uh, things are getting. I'm not. A, I'm not a, either a Heat or a Celtics fan yeah. but I, I'm a fan of good basketball and things that I'm glad that <clears throat> it might be the unpopular opinion but I'm glad that this it's going the way it is because it's more basketball you know it's, yeah, it's, it's more basketball and for people like you I know you mentioned that you, you you've been spinning at certain locations throughout the basketball games so that means that there's more nights that you get to spin music <laughs> yeah and, and that's that's one thing that I looked at it too so it's like you know and the beauty, the beautiful thing I feel about the the NBA situation is that they really try to create like a freaking bubble to to really to really control their situation and make sure that nobody is harmed because mm -hmm. people are going to go back to families, people are going to do certain yeah. things. We're facing a situation that nobody was prepared for and nobody had any idea what we're, what you can do in that situation. Yeah. So they tried their best to do with that. So it's like while people were hating on that, saying it's taken away, I don't know, like. Attention from from okay. from, from from the, the issues that we issues that that we need to handle. It's like yo, but like you said, like for someone like me who for a while wasn't able to do what I love to do and mm -hmm. still generate anything for myself, as like far as income and you know, like yeah, like that opened an opportunity for me. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. and it's not just for me; it's for a lot of people. Yeah. And then, and that's what I think about what out here. You know, like. With, with them finally lifting the, the, the bars and things like that. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't just want everybody to go out and go crazy and, and be all next to each other. But if certain places have a shot and a chance to be able to still manage what they do mm -hmm. and have people that work at what they do be able to have a livelihood, yeah. you know, then give it a shot. You know, if, if, yeah. you know and yeah. you give it a shot and, you know, we, we, we work from there. You know, and, uh, and that's all we can do. You know what I'm saying? Just... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, like it's good that you touch base on that because I'm grateful for that, man. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that certain things um, open up that can affect a lot of people and a lot of things. Yeah. You know, it's positive, man. It's positive. It you is. know, it's like when when people talk about a, a Meek Mill or this or that, or it's like, 
or 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 this person's not really a real rapper, or, you know, like like you know this one's a this or that, and it's like yo, but do you understand all the families that benefit from this person's success? Like people don't sometimes don't stop to think about that. Like mm-hmm. they're really haters like that. They really don't like to see people successful. Yeah, and it's like yo, like we literally could have been doing some shit else. Like and been in a fucked up situation, <laughs> and making things fucked up for other people. As and well. make, exactly like, and that's you know that's that's when that's when I realized you know that that you know I thank God every day for what I do because mm-hmm. you know I, I have the honor and the and the and the it's, I've been given the blessing to be able to bring good energy and good vibes to people and make yeah. them feel happy and 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 happy about their lives and yeah. and go home with a smile and. And, and and have moments, you know what I mean? And like I don't take distraction none of from from the normal. Hundred percent, you know. And even 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 if it's a distraction for the moment, but maybe they'll get back to what they were going away from with a different mindset, now. Mm-hmm. with a yeah. with a from a place with love, because yeah. that that's what the good energy comes from. Yeah. The good energy is not coming from anything else but love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, that's why it's hard to believe. You know, just how much like people just like just like to hate shit for no reason. Like, you true. know what I'm saying? Like, that's true. Uh, I want to stay on the the sports thing a little bit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you, okay. So you're playing songs in between uh, timeouts, uh, commercial breaks. Yeah. Um, halftime. <laughs> how does your how is your playlist affected by how how is how well is it connected to what your team is doing? So it's a you know <laughs> I love that question, man, because it's something that I love to do so much. Like. Okay. You know, obviously, you know, being from Miami and when there's a Miami Dolphin game and they're playing that on the sound and if they fuck up, like I'm playing another one bites the dust, like, you know, <laughs> or or straight up like if if the team if the team fucking like was up the whole game yeah. and then at the end they fucked up. Oh, you best believe that last song I'm gonna play is Lincoln Park. And in the end, <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Matter of fact, the other day, the other day when, when Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero fucking had 37 points, right? Yes. That's, that's the most points by a rookie in the Heat ever in the playoffs. Yeah. But more than Dwayne Wade, like 10 points more, that's a big deal. So, yeah, so while he was balling out, it went into commercial. I fucking played Enrique Iglesias. Like, what was it? Uh, I, uh, Something hero, baby. Oh, I, I, I can okay, be your hero. I can be your hero, baby. But it was funny because it's like, yo, I felt like I was the only one who understood what I was doing. <laughs> People just thought I was just playing like a sobby song. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they understood that the they Tyler were, Hero and the Hero thing. Yeah, yeah, they didn't I, make the connection I did, right I just, then. I, maybe they on the screen they just saw fourteen. They didn't read the name. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. know. But it was funny because I went and then it's like all I do is win, like something <laughs> stupid like that, just right after, like. So I love doing shit like that, man. It's it's the it's actually one of the most fun things I feel about the whole thing because yeah it's mad unpredictable man i really don't even know this i don't I, bro i'm so like anti-crates like i'm mm. so on the moment when i dj okay like i'm not saying i don't have crates i have a lot of crates but when i'm djing it's like i'm very in the moment and like just go to my finder i'll pull up the whole finder of the whole computer this shit might not even be in serato when i think when i'm djing and just yeah. thinking of shit you yeah. know what i mean and that's for everything i'll be on the radio and be like that like mm. On the spot, like, and I think that that's why that's why sometimes I'll be working well under pressure like that. Okay, you know, like, or be able to be able to be calm in certain situations, 
in all of life. That's why it's, you know being a DJ is a it translates. It, it translates and it's transcended good good things for me and my character and my personality and, and and how I am. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we're talking about. It's funny because you know, uh, growing up in my era, like songs. First of all, songs were long as hell because the songs were not necessarily a song it was a section of the party so in order so when you would hear a tape and it had eight nine minute songs it's oh, because yeah. you wanted that to ride out for a while that was the vibe that was being provided and eventually they started chop you know cutting back on the time of you know the format as far as time for songs the three and a half four minutes became a little more acceptable and even that was a little bit longer and i'm sure that had to do something with the length of time the DJ gets to play. Yeah. Now it's tougher, to, and or, or to decide what they're gonna do next. Yeah. Now it's tougher because there's a lot of songs that come out that are a minute and a half, two minutes long. Yeah. And and unless it, that you know, and you could the the music I imagine could take you from one song to the next, and and, and like throw the next inspiration to you. Yeah. But if there's ever but that's gotta moment, be that's gotta be tough now. Yeah, it's sure. tough now because you're like, yo, before you gather your thoughts on what you're gonna play next, you're probably running up against the clock. I mean, you could always play yeah. a little more, uh, but it's less time, is what I'm saying. It's like, yo, so now you really gotta be on point because, like, okay, I'm gonna go from this into this, from that song into this one, <laughs> and but with a certain amount of time. One hundred percent. I mean, I mean, I think that's. You know, I'll take something away from your name, old head Ed. Yeah. Maybe it's like maybe it's the young old head in me that made me that made me even say I like DJing old school music. Maybe yeah. that's one of the reasons why. Like, the old soul. Because because I like to connect music, man. And if it's too short, like I don't know, man. You know, like I don't know. I think I think I think the the making shorter tracks today thing mm-hmm. is like. They say it's because there's shorter uh, attention spans, short, shorter attention spans, and things like that. Um, but I don't know, man. I think I, I honestly think it's just it's very simple. I just think motherfuckers are lazy. <laughs> That's just straight up what it is. I mean, because even 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 like I said for an album like Kings Disease, and, and you know, don't credit that quote to me for what I'm about to say about Kings Disease, mm-hmm. like directly. But even one little thing that I'll say about the song about like 27 Summers was so hard, but it was like, yo, then when it like ended in like a little acapella way and then in the ending, mm-hmm. it was like, are you kidding me? It's over? Like, <laughs> this shit was so hard. I wanted to keep riding that yeah. shit. Yo, he could have, he could have looped the chorus like three more times. Like, yeah. Just but but at the same time it, it is it does give you off a feeling like you want more like or you want to bring it back yeah or you know it, like, the replayability yeah, yeah the yeah. replayability factor it's funny you mentioned that uh, you mentioned the um, the fact that people's attention spans are shorter that's why they're making the song shorter nobody wants to hear long songs I recently within the last I say six months started using glasses for reading okay and one of the things that I noticed is that. I, you know, I would have a hard time beforehand reading like small script uh, or small text, and um, but I could make it out. Like it took me a second, but I could get it. I got the glasses. Everything is big. Oh shit! Look, now I can really read. It's like I'm, you know, zoomed in. Yeah. Like everything's like they, you know, they zoomed in on the letters and whatnot. But I find it that the next time when I take the glasses off and I look at something without glasses, my vision's worse. Yeah, which which uh, the reason I bring that up is it kind of draws the analogy to someone. I don't think that making songs songs shorter does a it's a dis, it's kind of a disservice for short attention spans because you're kind of catering. 
you're enabling a short attention span. A hundred percent. You know I mean, what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, and I get you what you mean, and I guess what I get what you mean also, like of like the glasses are the glasses help you out, but I don't think they do. It's it. I think it also contributes to you're relying on that the prescription of the lens to see stuff, so that when you don't have it, now you're you're really. Bad. Like when you don't have, I don't know. Maybe I'm going, but that's like. But I you know like, what happens? What happens when that happens? And and you know this is coming from someone who also has like vision problems. It's yeah. like you got to squint your eyes. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. like so you got to squint your eyes to see a little good, right? And then it's like you might be able to squeeze your eyes for that one second that you could really see. For but it just be like a one split second that you can you do it. Right. Any more of a squint that you lose everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like so like in in that in maybe in your analogy. It's like that little squint now. It's like that little realization that, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know how to kind of piece it together, <laughs> you know what I mean? But but the reason I bring it up is ultimately is that I don't think we're doing the right thing by making songs shorter just to cater to a short attention span. Because that's just going to make attention spans shorter. 100%. You know but but I, think, I think the overall reason why motherfuckers is really making short songs is, is just because they're really not that good or creative yeah. to make yeah, them yeah. longer. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And I'm not saying that that be, just because it's short, it's not good or creative. Because you can get your point across and mm -hmm. make it hard and make a hard two minute record. You can yeah. do that. That's cool. I'm not saying I'm I'm not even knocking that shit. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not knocking that shit. But yo, like like it's a, it's almost like like I, like for for example, on um, Kendrick's first album, Good Kid, Mad City, and he has a song Sing About Me, mm. and at the end of that, he has Dying of Thirst. Yeah, just like another song after that, and that song in general is like fucking like what like anywhere from six to eight minutes. I think the whole record is. Yeah, and there's two songs in one. Mm, yeah, and then it was like it's like one of those things where it's like okay, I can hear the two minute song because that's like me clicking a clickbait article on a motherfucking <laughs> on a on a computer. Yeah, because uh, you can read a little clickbait article that makes you believe whatever you want to believe. Yeah. And, and whatever they want to believe and just get to get you some some short-minded yeah yeah whatever like, like reinforcing exactly your, or you can read a book or you can read a bible and get a whole can, perspective exactly yeah. and then and then that's what that's that's the beautiful thing because i feel like no matter what you're not gonna you're not gonna stop the curiosity of people who really really love this shit yeah and and well, as the, much the as a, a short attention as, span or not exactly short attention span or not like i had yo i went to i went to i remember i went to a show of um of this kid named Rory, okay, and he's and, and I I heard of him because he he was like uh it was like it was actually Kanye reposted his video, okay, it was a song called God's Whisper. Oh wait, Rory was that the one that was that the kid that was getting a lot of flack for being an industry plant or something like that or I think he was like freshman he was double XL freshman he's from Atlanta right? He's from Atlanta. He's from hey, Stone Mountain. Okay, and I okay I'm familiar with him because. I think it was it's crazy one of the fresh double XL freshmen, maybe about four years ago, three, mm -hmm. four years ago. Rory, and then he was on. Uh, I think, yeah, well, he automatically is on the freshman cipher, but no, and he had a shirt that said "Industry Plant." That's what it was. Oh, okay. And okay. That was around the same time where people were people were talking about that was like a big thing. Was like, nah, people, the industry's putting. It's artists funny. In it's there. funny because he he his career is so crazy to me because it's like when I first heard him. Mind you, I'm I'm nearing 30 years old when I first hear Rory. I'm like 28, 27 mm -hmm. when I first hear his music. Yeah, and he's a kid, mm -hmm. like literally like 17 mm -hmm. or some shit. Yeah. Like, 
like and he's speaking like on some spiritual like level some like intentional level some like just some like you know his, the project was called Indigo Child so Indigo Child was they believe is like the, the rain, they also call them the rainbow children okay. which is like like you know like the next generations next generation or whatever of kids that it's like those are like really the enlightened ones like mm. really the divine beings that are really going to change everything okay you know and that's why there'd be a lot of things going on in the world to make it what it is because you know they're really just trying to ruffle the feathers of motherfuckers that are really trying to you're going to change shit no matter what, man. You ain't yeah, going to change. You, know, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Because either way, that energy gets transferred, you know, whatever it is. You know what yeah. I mean? But so so to talk about Rory in a way is, um, damn, you know, take it back to the... Okay, so so I went to a show of his. Imagine. So he had a... He, you said he was in the XXL freshman and he had an industry plant shirt. Mm -hmm. So this XXL, that's a, that's a big look. You know, mm -hmm. that's a big look. Something like that, that that people are talking about, it's a big thing. Yeah. Right? Um... I saw him ducked off over here, like, right, like, uh, not ducked off, but yeah, where he performed, it was like at this, like, farm area over here I didn't even know existed right. in, like, Little Haiti. Wow. In, like, a farm, like, where they had animals. I had never been to this place. Oh, damn. And he played it on the acoustic guitar, and he had his own little uh, amp next to him. Huh. And he played on the acoustic guitar, and, um, yeah, this guy, like, left the industry. This guy, like, uh, like left his la left the label, yeah. like, canceled all his shit. Literally started living, like, on the street. Like, when I was with... Not on the street, but, like, like on some shit. Like, I'm taking I'm taking my movement and going city to city. And mm. I'm bringing all, everybody who's part of my movement. Almost, like, kind of, like, cult-like following type Gotcha, gotcha. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to call it a cult. Yeah. Because it's good and it's an intentional. You yeah. know, it's a good intention. I feel like it's, it's, it's trying to heighten... The frequency of people, I feel, okay. and enlighten people, and, and bring them, bring them to 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 the to themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I went, my whole thing was like I went to this to this show, and I actually met a lot of young people. You know, because like I said, like the kid was like seventeen when I first heard him. Yeah. So later on, you know, him being whatever twenty twenty one, I don't know, I'm not sure his age now. So at first, I met this kid, literally a kid, still in high school, and he he saw my Bob Marley shirt. He had a Travis Scott shirt on. He's like, Yo, I like your shirt. Oh, your shirt dope. So we just talking and shit, like, you know, we're here to see Rory, you know, music really connects people, yeah. you know, no matter how old you are, you know, and then he had a, he had a homegirl a little older than him, 18, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then, and then I remember like, um, you know, I'm just meeting them and shit, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, I put them, they put me onto some music, you know what I mean? They're like, yo, listen to this shit. Like, 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 um, the girl that was 18, like literally over 10 years, like, like younger than me, like gave me a Spotify playlist. And it had songs in there that I knew, and it had songs in there that I didn't know. Yeah. And then, and then it was like, yo, it literally took that moment for me to feel a little bit more less unsettled about the future of the world. Because mm. everybody loves to just mm. focus on on this this uh this demographic of kids that seem like they ain't gonna do shit because they listen to a trippy red or something. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. who knows, bro? Because when I was growing up, I was listening to all type of shit too. You know what I mean? Same, and not just same. me, but a lot of people that grew up, you know what I mean, on certain shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we could do a lot with our lives, no matter what you was listening to when you was growing up. But, like I'm saying, like, like th their generation and seeing that they were so connected to just, like, great music and, and higher, like, a higher consciousness, mm -hmm. it was a beautiful thing for me to witness and, and feel like, and feel like uh, confident in the future. Yeah. And, yeah. and maybe, you know, because a lot of things, that, a lot of, it's a lot of fear that people have. Yeah. It's not just the fear of today, it's the fear of tomorrow. 
Yeah. You know, it's not the fear of what you're going through, but it's the fear of what's to come. Yeah. But if you just let go, man, like trust, man. If you have good, if you a good intentional person, trust, man. There's good intentional people being born every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. That's true. That's true. Uh, production. How's the? How's the? How, when did you get into beats? Making beats. How's that going? What's that look like? What's that sound like? Man, I mean, with production, man. Um, shit, man. When I first started with production, I started like on Fruity Loops, bro. Like, okay. And I remember making a beat. They call it FL Studios now, like they, Yeah. Oh shit. Like, shit. Yeah. Everybody's like, it's been a minute. People be like, yo, no. So you know, FL Studios. And I'm like, what's FL? Was that Studios? the Mandela effect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. So now it's everybody's like, ah, oh, it's FL Studios. I guess Fruity Loops was. It sounded like a cereal. It, I mean, it was a cereal. <laughs> you needed a cereal number. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Download the, the you software. Feel me? Um, yeah. So, so Fruity Loops. I mean, yeah, I remember making my first beat ever. It was like I, I tried to make a beat uh, to this battle of Cassidy versus Freeway okay. back in the day. So they had a fucking battle where like Swiss Is Beats that, was oh. like, because Freeway was like, no, nah, put on a beat, put on a beat. <laughs> I remember this. I Yo, remember put this. on a beat. And Cassidy was like, man, fuck a beat. I go acapella. Yeah. Fuck a clock, a doc, fuck a clock, fuck a trailer. Oh no, my bad. That's the wrong one. That's eight mile. No, so so I took that I took that shit and put it over a beat. And you finally it, gave Freeway the beat. He was I finally I finally found Freeway's beat. Man, it's funny. So that's when I first got into to, to production and shit, mm -hmm. and that was like high school, man. When I was on what you the kids call FL Studio now, mm -hmm. um, and I just always had a love for like soul soul samples okay. and stuff like that. That's that's what I, I that's what I love doing mostly is like sampling, finding finding like some dope samples, flipping or flipping some shit that's been flipped, but flip it your way, whatever. Yeah. Like just being creative with music and and tying things together and making it fresh. You know what I'm saying? Now, now today, you know, I, I'm more on the machine. You know, I have a machine. You know what I'm saying? I'm actually now revamping myself and revamping my studio and trying to lock in with the production. You know what I'm saying? I definitely take away a lot from my boy Andrew, who also has a machine. Okay. Um, and yeah, like, uh, where do you see yourself? What do you see yourself doing with beats? Let's say from here, from this point on, like, what's one of the goals that you want to accomplish with your production? I mean, I have I have a bunch of goals, man. I think I think first of all is like to continue to do the mashup style things that I do, but now with production incorporated into it. Okay. So instead of just grabbing a instrumental and acapella, like now I'm sampling something and throwing an acapella and changing the pitch and doing something and you know what you know what we call flips, okay. you know playing a bunch of flips. You know what I'm saying? Finding myself in that world. As well as I want, I really want to work with R&B singers. I want to make R&B music. I want to make just feel good stuff, and um, and yeah, my my ultimate goal is just to be able to see my work in the physical sense, see a, a vinyl record mm, that I've okay. fully produced and fully, you know, fully whether it be I produced or, or worked with a bunch of producers, orchestrated. Yeah, you know, I just want I just want to get something out there of high quality. And 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 just make some good art. Dope, dope. Yo, got now. We talk beats, man. We we got heavy into the beats discussion. Yes, we sir. talk music. We 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 even got a little philosophical with it. Um, yes, sir. The next step we take in this journey is talk eats. So uh, y'all stick around. That was the beats portion. This is Bruce Beats and he's the podcast. Got now with me. Y'all stay tuned. Peace.
Bruce Beast and Eats the Podcast, and we have reached the Eats portion. Uh, this is the portion where we discuss my guests' food tastes, um, what they grew up eating, um, staple dishes, the, the stuff that brings back memory, the stuff that makes them feel good, uh, what they're eating nowadays. Uh, this I'm, I'm excited about this segment because before we get into all that, we gotta start off. Um, we gotta start off where we did have a chance to sit down and enjoy a meal. Uh, got now hit me up. He said, "Yo, let's put up to this place. I, you know, I know this perfect spot. Um, I want to try something out here first, and uh, which which gives me more uh, content in the eats portion. I did this also with uh, us versus the buff. Shouts to you a couple of episodes ago where we pulled up to a spot, had some tacos, and then we came in and we talked about the tacos, so on and so forth. Gave our thoughts on them. This is different because, first of all, um, this is a vegan spot." Shouts to Organic, organic Food, food Kings. Kings. Yeah. Yes, Alex. Um, you told me about it. You had seen me post a couple of uh, vegetarian slash vegan options on, on the IG page. And, uh, and, then you to- and then I know you've been pushing, you've been ex- expressing your appreciation for vegan food yes. as of late. And you stumbled, ac- uh, stumbled upon the Organic Food King. And we, say- we said we should meet there for one simple reason. And that simple reason was... The sandwich. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, there it is. That's the announcement, man. Yeah, the got now. You know what I'm saying? The got now sandwich. The the got now meal. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I was I was uh, you know, I went I went to Organic Food Kings the other day. Shout out to Alex, and I just had the idea in my head. You know, like not to you know, I mean, yeah, to directly bite <laughs> off like you know hip hop's influence in the marketing industry. You know what I mean? Just marketing. You know. Travis Scott doing his thing with McDonald's, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people wanted a toy with the meal, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, like, man, what if I have my own meal and I have my own toy, you know what I mean? And what what would my meal consist of, you know? Like, because people will talk about, you know, not liking the food. The marketing's great, but the food's not great. So I, I'm a believer in, in the food that I, that, that I want to, that I want to stand by, which is, which is this sandwich, um... Yeah, I had the crazy idea, and I just shot it over to them, and, and, yo, they was rolling with it. They said, man, that sounds, actually sounds pretty dope. You know what I mean? They, they, they're, they're in a position where they, they feel like like they're growing in, in, at the same time that I'm growing. And when, you, when you're able to collaborate with somebody, and, and, and it's important when you, when you believe in, in each other's movements and are also moving you're kind of you're synchronized yeah at the same time synchronized like exactly because you're going over there and there is there's no there's no there's no small talk yeah it's all big talk yeah it's all like create like build shit like Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and then that that's beautiful thing like a lot of things could could grow from that that's why it's very important to just so surround yourself with people like that like surround if you want to go up man just surround yourself with people not just that want to go up but are doing what it takes to go yeah that are matching your drive. You know what I'm saying? And then you take that and then now you pour some of that into into your into your people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And see yeah. and, and see see how that goes around. Yeah. 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 So without any further hesitation, the Got Now meal starts off with the Got Now chicken sandwich. Yes, sir. Which is not even a chicken sandwich. It's not even a chicken sandwich. The only reason we're using the term chicken sandwich is so that the people at home listening, driving in their car, they kinda can get some context to what we're about to describe. So, so break down the sandwich. 
Okay, so so yeah, we talked to Alex today. You know, he told us he's like it's, it's mostly consists of pea protein. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, man, like take a bite of this shit. Like that that that's you know that's that's the kind of commercials I want to have. Like something very blunt. Like yo, you won't fucking believe this shit. Like it don't matter what I say to you until you try it. Yo, if you believe, yo, <laughs> trust me, man. Like and that that's not just me hyping some shit because I'm um you know I'm I'm, I'm you know. Fuck it. I sound like everybody else plugging some shit that they're selling. <laughs> I'm honestly, right now, it's not even no financial situation thought of in my brain about gotcha. what I'm trying to do. Gotcha. It's more so getting behind something. Getting behind something that I believe in, man. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's a project. Mm. And that's the thing. Like, if you want to, if I want to be able to work with, with, with the next organization to, 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 to further another great big idea that could could result in some things man you got to start for somewhere and you got to be able to do it with someone because people say nah man ideas are worth this or ideas are worth that yeah they are but at the same time man sometimes just let them go just let mm. them ideas go man yeah just let them... it's not gonna stop you're gonna come up with the next one exactly yeah. man and 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 um especially for the intention that you want to do for what you want to do yeah eventually i want to have my own restaurants vegan restaurants in latin communities because mm. that's my main thing my main thing is turning on my 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 community onto like what I feel is beneficial for their health mm-hmm. that I wasn't put onto when I was young. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. even as far as like meditation, man, like you know, I think of a lot of, of ways that I was cra- like crazy growing up, you know, mm. because of so much like not so much, but you know, we all go through our childhood trauma and stuff that we go through. Yeah. You know, and and you know, smoking weed definitely like eased up some of that shit, but it's like I didn't know about meditation. Like, <laughs> yeah. meditation low key would have done probably just what the weed did as well. Yeah, and you it know what? That's cheaper. Something. It would have been a lot cheaper, dead ass, and more know? legal and, and, <laughs> at that time. And you could and you could you could instill that into someone young, very like, yes. you know from an early age, man. You yeah, know, like definitely. You know, so definitely. That that's really why that's really why I'm excited about this project, man, because it's overall just about promoting uh, a better life lifestyle I wouldn't say like your lifestyle ain't shit if you're not doing this it's more it's more like promoting just just a different just a different angle like yeah. maybe a way that you weren't looking at life before yes like like this does exist mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying and it's good you know like I'm gonna be real with you I've been I've been mostly vegan for about three years now okay and um and I didn't think that this would exist like I didn't think that I'd be able to eat a donut and and think that it's that it's the same yeah. but I literally do I eat these fake chicken sandwiches not fake chicken sandwiches but you know these these uh this lemon pepper chicken got now sandwich that you can find in organic food cakes coming soon yeah um and man I mean I'll let you tell it man what'd you think about it all right so being someone who um I, I've been around people who've for years, we're up on the, you know, the, the no meat eating. Um, okay. I know I, I discussed it. I mean, I could go back as early as my childhood where I had one uncle who was pretty much, he was labeled the black sheep of the family because he was the only one that didn't eat meat coming from a Hispanic. Like you're saying, teaching Hispanic people how to eat certain and things. And I think that, that you are, but, but like, do you know his reasoning behind it back then? 
Um, you know what? I, I'm sure he mentioned it. I can't remember off the top of the head what it was. That's cool. I but I think it came it came through because he was into yoga also. Okay, yeah. So that I think so it, was, like a, it yeah. was linked to that, like just the yogi way of life. Yeah, okay. And then I'm sure that's where he came across the don't eat meat and so on and so forth. But um, in, in, that was my earliest uh, recollection of, of encountering someone who, who wasn't eating meat. And then, you know, years down the line... Not too long ago, you know what I'm saying, I, you know, being related to people who decided to make that change in their life where they're like, all right, we're not going to do the, the meat thing or I'm not going to do the meat thing. So that started introducing different options to me. Um, like I said, doing this podcast, I have to be willing to try a little bit of everything so that I could always at least, you know, have something to contribute when people talk about food. And, um, and I started trying different vegan options, and I was impressed by the ones I had. Of course, there was some that I, some I could say that dishes that I wasn't too crazy about, and obviously felt like they were trying to do something that it wasn't, or try to sell me on something that it, it wasn't close to the original. Yeah. Um, that's not the case with this sandwich. It's not. It's not the case at all. All right, I pull up to the spot. I meet you there. Um, the young brother that was there with us. Alice. Okay, and then well, that's the owner of the spot, and then oh yeah, we got my homie uh, Abel, unforgettable. Oh, forget. Okay, Abel, that's right, Abel. Shouts to Abel. So you're telling us about the sandwich that hasn't even hit the menu yet, uh, but it's but we could try it, and they whip up the sandwich and this shit, I, yo, this shit sounds like 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 a like a dream movie to me the way you describe <laughs> it, and and it's crazy because we literally did that today, and and I'm just so grateful, my brother, and I'm I'm grateful to to be here and. And talk to you about this, man. Yeah, so it's like you're, you're reading the screenplay to something you took part of hours ago. But uh, so, so yes, we get the sandwich. And um, and I haven't had the Popeye's chicken sandwich. No. I, I have not had it. I had, I had a little bite of it. And, me, and see, like me being, that's why, that's why if you heard earlier, I didn't say I was vegan. I said I was mostly vegan. Because... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to die if I eat a little piece of chicken sandwich from Popeye's. Yeah, you're not going to fall out right I'm there on the spot. I'm not going to fall out on the spot. Make it so, seem it's like, like... so it's like, yo, if I really got the curiosity of motherfuckers is making a big deal out of some shit, yo, I'm, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, maybe I'll fall into the hype and try to see what's up, you yeah. know? And, and you know, most of, but most of the times what I've realized, you know, after making this lifestyle choice is just like, you know, just those things just to me now it don't hit the same mm, mm, you know what I mean like yeah. maybe maybe I'm just programmed a little different in the same way that I was programmed before a little different and, and thought otherwise I think you're programmed to accept new information and, and, and learn and move on from there and not get stuck which that's a that's a whole other that's a whole other philosophy that we could get into but yeah, we're gonna have to start a whole other podcast <laughs> for that one <laughs> but I say that I mentioned the Popeye's chicken sandwich to, to mention to say that when I opened up Open up the container and I look at the sandwich and visually I was like, this is on point with any chicken sandwich that they would sell you somewhere uh, just by looking at it. It, it. it looks right down to the letter. Like a lot of times we go to, you mentioned Travis Scott and the meal, the commercial shows you one thing, you get that you order the sandwich, it's totally different. It doesn't, it doesn't hold up to the image that you have in your head that was put into your mind by, by, by the imagery, the, you know, the commercial, the posters. Bro, I opened up the chicken sandwich and this shit looked like an authentic chicken sandwich. Facts. I'm talking about from the bun, the, the toppings, the dressings, and the patty itself, it, it was, it looked deep fried deliciousness. Um, bro, I take a bite into this thing. I want another thing. one now. Fuck. <laughs> we have to go back. <laughs> I take a bite out of this thing. Yeah, man. And it, not knowing that it's 
knowing that it, it's not chicken, it's a pea, it's mostly a pea protein. I, that the taste, the flavor was there, the texture was there, mm-hmm. the flavor was there, and it had all the elements of what you would get from a chicken sandwich anywhere. Yes, um, it was it was ridiculously good. Um, I had I had also mentioned that I kind of ate it back to back with a big with a big breakfast. So there was a, there was a little bit of downtime between the breakfast I had and then having this chicken sandwich. I finished the chicken sandwich and I didn't feel like I compounded the breakfast and I didn't feel sluggish. I mean, look, we did a whole interview. We're doing a whole interview, <laughs> and uh, and yeah. I mean, the, the the sandwich is ridiculous. I, I mean, anything else that I could say is pretty much like you said, yo, we're not gonna sell you on it. You should go get it. You should try it, man, you know, and like, you know... Whether you eat meat on the regular or not, do yourself a favor and try this thing out just to have something to compare plant-based products to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like, like, you know, um, you know, when, when people think of high of a, of a four-star, you know, five-star hotel or like a restaurant, restaurant, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And things like that. And think of like, of like high, high levels of, of of things, you know, of quality of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this is what should be measured. Mm. This should, this should be the, the top. Like it should be, this is what should be measured at. You know what I mean? Cause, and that's why I love this place so much. Cause they're not scared to, 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 to like, um, what's the word, man? To kind of like, um, to challenge. Okay. To challenge the, the eater, to gotcha. challenge, to challenge themselves, to like, to challenge their limits. Yeah. That's the thing where it's like, where it's like, yo, you think vegan, automatically you think limit. Yeah. Salad. Automatic, uh, you thinking you limited, limit, greens, limit, yeah. limit, limit. And yeah. I'm like, yo, like, bro, like I found that damn place, man. And I ate them and I ate, I ate some of their food and I was like, whoa, bro, they had fucking vegan shrimp. Gee, we got to <laughs> have that next time. That's yeah. the motherfucker. They have vegan shrimp tacos. What? Bro, and it's like, this ain't, they didn't even pull this out of the sea. It ain't real shrimp at all. Yo. It's just wild, is, man. It's just is, wild. It's wild, but the texture. Amazing. You know, it sold me on stuff like that, but. Yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, uh, I'm not even sure what the question was. We just really, oh, we, I, I think I asked you. Yeah, I think I asked you. <laughs> how I felt about you the, felt, And you know, I'm just. The quote unquote yeah, chicken sandwich. adding things to it, you know what I'm saying? Like. I mean, their their chicken sandwich was already amazing, man. They had already already a couple. They so, what was the had, original sandwich? The original chicken sandwich. What did it consist of? It's um, you know, instead of having a flavoring like a lemon pepper, like like the Got Now sandwich has. Okay. It's just an original chicken sandwich, so it's okay. gonna it's gonna have an original taste to it. Gotcha. And um, and yeah, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a, just a fat chicken sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Like just, without the chicken. You know it's what I'm saying? Blowing. And then they have a barbecue one. Okay. That is like all dipped off in barbecue sauce, but like stays together so well. Yeah, which is one of the when you when you described that to me, my, right away my mind goes to okay, well it's not really chicken, it's plant. If you dip it or you soak it in anything or a barbecue sauce or a buffalo uh, sauce, I imagine that it's not going to hold up. And you said it did. Oh, they have a buffalo one too. So they have a buffalo, okay. a buffalo chicken sandwich too. And that one, I was stuck on that one for a little bit. Mm. So it was like, so I just thought to myself, like, man, y'all have all of the fire flavors in a sandwich that you would want in some wings mm. at a place. But the connection. only one that you're missing is lemon pepper. I feel. So I'm like, I was thinking of telling them that I wasn't gonna even recollect that with the Got Now meal. I had that idea from another day of just thinking about it. Yeah. So in 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 the conversation of having my own meal and having my own sandwich, 
I told them that I'm like, yo, what about a lemon pepper chicken sandwich? And they happen, they had the seasoning because they do do the the wings. They do do some lemon pepper wings there. Lemon pepper vegan wings. Yeah. You dig? So, so um, literally told them to make it right there on the spot. We had a test test tasting right there, and it was crazy <laughs> because, like, here I am, like a kid who like who had no experience and no kind of like culinary food, industry, or- food industry, but here I am, like. Like watching it, an idea that creating came some shit, like creating some shit, seeing it come out, like tasting it with the owners and and bro, like like literally, like you know what I'm saying, and and I feel like that all just comes from just being genuine with people. Gotcha. And 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 also meeting genuine people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like leaving the egos at the door, leaving all that, man. Like I'm just a fan of y'all. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not I'm I'm the type of person, man. I'm everyone's biggest fan. Mm. Straight up, mm. like, like if you great at what you do, man, and even if you ain't as great as as the next person, but you as great as you can be, like, I'm yeah. fucking your biggest cheerleader, man. Yeah, I'm not fucking your biggest. No, cheerleader. not literally. <laughs> but I'm your biggest cheerleader, straight up, man. Because I just, you know, you know, like to get everybody their flowers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, well deserved. And at the same time, they recognize the work you put in. So that's why, like you said, it goes back to this, that that. Uh, Synchronicity, I'm gonna say, is yeah, a word yeah, exactly, yes. where where you're you're both elevating at the same time, and in, in doing so, you both realize that there's still more to do, and y'all can do it together. So, um, man, just to wrap up this, like, just the discussion of of this un, quote unquote chicken sandwich, uh-huh. the got now meal, the sandwich, uh, pea product chicken, lemon pepper dre- uh, seasoning. Uh, it's a great sandwich. Comes with fries. Comes with fries. Fries. You can go seasoned fries. They also have uh, sweet potato fries as well. Yeah. Um, no, it's 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 the way to go. It's uh, Organic Food Kings. It's located on North Miami and thirty North Miami Avenue, thirty second Street. Yep, in Miami. In yes, Midtown Miami. Exactly. It's worth the trip, bro. Wherever you're at, you know, West West Miami, up north, Broward. Come down, check it out. And in my head, I feel like just know you're doing a good thing. Just like having that food. For yourself, mm. just one time. If nothing else. If nothing else. If if you know what I mean, like, and I'm not gonna front. You know what I'm saying? Like, one downside that people will say about vegan food is the pricing sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's why earlier I said that I want this to be measured as the upper echelon of, of things. Yeah. So it's like, yo, like, I didn't, even, you know, I, the owner was telling me earlier, like, if you you can go to this place, Prime One Twelve, I have a hundred fifty dollars steak. I'd be forgetting that life be like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I don't go to Prime One Twelve to have a steak yeah. for one hundred fifty dollars. So nah. this this you'll get you a burger, you get you your meal. You know, we're we're not we're, the, the 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 price hasn't been concrete. It could be twenty two, twenty two. It could be twenty dollars. We're not sure exactly how much it is yet. Yeah. But like I'm saying, like like. If, if there's anything to take away from it aside from the fact that you're gonna love this sandwich and enjoy it, is that you're doing something good for yourself in the moment, man. You're investing in yourself. That's what he's pretty much getting to. If if it costs a little bit extra, if it's even maybe- if it's just even if even if you never go back to eating anything vegan in that moment that you carried away and you went away from from having something that had a higher cholesterol, for example. Mm, mm, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and and I'm the type of person that, like I said, I'm mostly vegan. So I, I'll trip up. I'll have a mistake. I don't aim to those mistakes. Mm. I just don't get guilty of myself if, oh, damn, that had butter? Damn, I, damn, I didn't know. Mm, you know, but I'm yeah. not going to be upset about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, I'm not going to be upset if anybody wants to choose not to do that. 
Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's just another another way of life that actually exists out here. And it's lovely, man. And and the community is dope. You know, when you when you connect with other people that wanna um share these these places and these uh these things with each other and they, they embrace each other, it's it's dope, man. It's it's definitely a dope thing, man. I feel like I feel like uh any 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 community that make you feel uh like uh, a part of them, you know what I'm saying? It's always a beautiful thing, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Whether it be in music, whether it be with food related, whatever it is. Or beer. Or beer, straight yeah. up. Yeah, sounds familiar. Bruce B. Sinise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned butter, you mentioned the stuff that sometimes we trip up on. You didn't grow up eating vegan food um, as a young person nope. coming up. Nope. You're, you're Peruvian. Yeah, what was Peruvian the meals? Yeah. Okay, so what, what was the meals that you go to that you went to as a kid that you really enjoyed? I mean, it's crazy because when I was young, like I was, I was, I felt like I was easily, easily like I would fall easily to marketing. Like mm. I didn't even want the the food at home. I wanted McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I wanted the chicken nuggets. Like I wanted all that shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I wanted. But like you know when I would you know when I would sit down and eat with my grandpa. And you know he'll he'll cut up the steak with the you know with with some avocado and then like I'm saying back then I didn't even like avocado I love avocado now yeah you know yeah. like I didn't like the avocado I had yeah. the tomatoes I had a tomato on my my sandwich today you know <laughs> like I, it was I was so like it's every like it's crazy it's it's a whole journey within itself like yeah. finding yourself through the food you know and mm-hmm. I, I feel like the the cool thing about the the sandwich and you know not to stay too much on that topic still is that. Damn, it's so cool. It tastes so good. But it's literally, I went, I went vegan and 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 wanted to choose a better lifestyle for me. My main thing was, okay, I've lived for almost thirty years now of treating myself to anything that I fucking want, no matter how bad it is for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe for a while, I'll just uh, eat to live instead of live to eat. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. for a while, I'll just literally eat just because that's what you need to do to live. Not so much because it tastes good. Not so much because of that. It's a different mindset, and it's definitely a disciplinary thing that that I went through. But it was it was helpful. You know what I mean? It was helpful because it's you know as as human beings, man, we get turned on so much by satisfaction in all areas of things, man. Yeah, and yeah. it's beautiful, man. I want I want to enjoy my life, and I want everybody to enjoy their life. But just know, man, like you know what I'm saying? It could be real. It could be broken down to the simplest things, and you'll still be happy. Straight up, you could still be happy with the smallest things, man. Yeah. Like, like when I was like hardcore going at it, I was I was the most happy, literally, like like staying away from some from the most enjoyable foods. Mm. Like, but I was happy just with the with the opportunity to like drink water. Like, I'm just thankful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it all it all comes back to that, man. I think if people just had a little bit more gratitude, like for for life in general the decisions they make to, for themselves and and how they can better themselves it won't be so much of a of a of a punishment people they to mm. take things as like oh i'm punishing myself because yeah. i've been bad all this time yeah. it's not like that man or carry like, the guilt like you said yeah man like let go of all that man you know because i had to matter of fact i put on some weight since i first went vegan you know i dropped 60 pounds when i first went vegan mm. you know and and i feel like yo that was in a short amount of time it was like 4 months Straight up, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another thing that I feel like is is a good way for me to inspire people. Yeah, you know, because I was able to to discipline myself. It all started in my mind, yo. Yeah, like 
someone tweeted the other day saying that like your physical health starts with your mental health and it's true mm-hmm. you know like you cannot cure yourself just mentally you definitely have to put it into action but it all starts with a mentality you know what I mean yeah. and, and this isn't a PSA for anybody to do anything like I said I, I'm, I'm just more of a person I live my life and I try to lead by example I'll let, I'll let my actions and what I decide to promote on these platforms that people decide to promote whatever the fuck y'all want and whatever they want mm-hmm. like you know to just do what I do. And I don't expect nobody to do what I do and think that that's a perfect way of living. I could be wrong. Yeah. Shit. No, yeah, I, I just was... I just do it because I feel like it's been beneficial for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it works for you. And like again, you're just sharing that information. So, I mean, some people, they might turn away, which I don't think they will. But some people might turn away or leave from the experience going... Ah, it's not what they said it was, which I highly doubt it. But, <laughs> but that it's possible. Anything it's possible. possible. I mean, Anything you know, is. you know, if I take that sandwich and give it to someone that would reject any vegan meal, but not tell them it's it's vegan, there's I can guarantee you that that they'll that they'll tell me it was a fire ass sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I and I and this is something I told my roommate. It was like I told him like, look, but if I if I tell you right after that it's vegan, you're gonna tell me this. I knew yeah. something was yeah. la la la, right? Always. If I tell you right after, I knew that. No, you yeah. fucking didn't. No. If I wait a week to tell you, you're gonna, you're, it's gonna blow your mind. You're gonna be like, really? You're that gonna was? be like, you're gonna be like, bro, are you serious? I've, I've ate four of them ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ate four of them ever since. Ever since you told me where to get it. Yo, you know? crazy. And we also talk desserts here too, which hey, it ties it right back in. Uh, that they make they make ice cream at the spot. They got um, uh, smoothies. Did they, they have shakes? I think they had shakes too, right? Was that on the menu? I remember. If I yeah, they got some. They got some. So it's like smoothie shakes because they're okay. not they're not completely smoothified and they're not completely shaked. They're, they're like right frozen. in the middle. Yeah, they're, okay. It's you like a hybrid. Yeah. Um, but what the the one thing for sure they do have is apparently is donuts and, and cake. Uh, the donuts they just got they just got the donuts on the weekends so okay. they, they got donuts on Saturdays and Sundays okay I think it's this this, uh, this, this lovely lady I think her name's Michelle I think um, so they'll bake these donuts and have them ready by the morning like hot and ready in the morning mm. and just sun, Saturday and Sunday have them fully baked yo these beautiful donuts so the donuts they are, just got those the donuts, the, donut, the donuts are outsourced Somebody else makes them. Yeah, yeah, okay, and I okay. think I think that that's a cool thing about the vegan industry. It's it's a lot of things are outsourced. They yeah. also that you know everybody can contribute. Man, I'm, yo, Alex, you listening to this, man? I'm gonna need a check, man. <laughs> I know everything about y'all, motherfuckers. <laughs> at this point, I know everything, man. You know Courtney's cookies. You know what I'm saying? I got the cookie sandwiches too, bro. So, yeah, man, I mean, you know, it's, and and like you know, that's what's beautiful about about a platform like this, and I feel like about sharing this this information like mm. man it's just cool it's it's just a cool thing i feel like like i just met alex like months ago mm-hmm. but I, I i just think it's such a cool thing he's doing and yeah. he's working with other people who are great at what they're doing yeah collaborating i feel like that's the most beautiful thing man when people yeah. are just are willing to listen to each other help each other and 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 see like oh i got a platform that that this would look be good for you on just the same way that you're allowing me to be on this interview man yeah so the donuts are no joke. Straight um, up, they're uh, they're vegan. Uh, we talked about it a lot of times when you think vegan desserts, um, you, there's a texture that's not quite matching to the original dessert. Um, the cookies might be a little more crumbly; they're a little drier inside. Um, these donuts were none of that. They were doughy. 
Um, man, shout like, out to her, man. Shout out to her, man. When yes. I had them them donuts, man, because I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna trip. I hadn't had a good vegan donut thus far until I had her wow. shit. Wow. And and and, and there's no cap, none of that shit, man. For real, like I'm not just saying this shit. I don't get paid for none of this shit. I'm I'm a self-proclaimed brand brand ambassador. I'm <laughs> yeah. not even, and I'm not a self-proclaimed uh, vegan influencer. I'm just one by by action. Yeah. Like someone told me the other day, because I always post vegan stuff on my Instagram, if y'all follow me, at God Now. Um, I'm always posting vegan dishes, and then my friend is like, yo, you should be a vegan influencer. I was like, yo, I think I already am, but low-key, <laughs> I'm not going to put that on my bio. Like, I don't give <laughs> no. a, I'm not going to say I am something. I'm just doing it. Can't you tell? I'm kind of influencing you, yeah, all right? Does, does it have to be? Bro, when you're the king, you don't have to tell everybody you're the king. If you're an influencer, that happened. People will know that without you having to put that under your title. Yeah, right? man, because I don't, I don't expect no kind of merit for trying to fucking influence a good thing to people. Like that, that takes away from. That's like opening the door and expecting the thank you. Mm-hmm. You dig? Which yeah. is something we've all done, and, yeah. and we are, and we've all gotten mad when they don't they, do it. When, when you're they not don't say thank you for it, yeah, right. But 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 man, man, is it powerful when they don't say thank you and you still close the door and you still smile and you walk away and yeah. you still like because you didn't let that affect your your vibe your aura. No, man, because because that took away from the overall intention of yes. it. Yes, you know yes. what I'm saying. That's like, the yeah, yep. That's you know, the like that, that, that's why that's why when you're doing things like that on the regular, you'll be surprised how 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 thankful people really are will be when you do something nice for them. Yeah, like I let somebody mm-hmm. skip me in line. Are you serious? For real? Are you sure? Yeah. Oh my God, thank you so much. It's like, yo, like, I wasn't even expecting none of that shit. It's like, I just wanted to wait a little longer. Like, yeah. you know, but, but, you know. You shine some, you shine some light on that situation because like you said, we've all found ourselves in a place where we're like, bro, I opened the door for this person. They didn't even acknowledge me. Yeah, I think that's, that's something we've all gone through. Yeah. Straight but, up. But now that you say it, I think I'm like, yeah, the reward is not, the, the thank you is not the reward. The reward, the reward is the fact that you know you're doing something good. Yes. And and, they, and, they and, and yo, like, God is watching. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to make this religious because I'm not really a super religious person, but I feel like that's the eye. The mm. eye is like, the eye is like, what you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, I, here's a story I want to share. And, you know, I don't think I've ever shared this, but before DJing at Wood Tavern, I remember going on Tuesdays all the time because they have free tacos. So, you know, me being a kid, I was just Ubering, bro. So I wasn't like balling like that. So I would go and have these free tacos every Tuesday. You better believe I'm saving my money. You know what I mean? In this free time, I'm just I'm gonna just buy two beers, five dollars, and I got like, you know what I'm saying? And I got fucking food for the night. So I remember going there, man, and I remember leaving. And when I left, I remember seeing a gentleman without a shirt on outside, like asking people for money. Like, now I, I remember looking at him. I was like, "Yo, man, like, like, I'm gonna get you some food, man, if you just stay right here." You know, and I went back inside knowing that they have the free tacos. You know what I'm saying? So I wait. And mind you, when I went back inside, I waited even longer in the line than I did for my own tacos. Like, but I waited patiently. I wasn't in a hurry. I was waiting. I knew I was doing something good for somebody, man. And 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 I I, I never broadcasted that on nothing. I never told nobody. And 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 I'm not saying that if you do that, it don't it take away. It's good to share good shit, period. People will get mad for anything. People will get mad for me for sharing the story and say that it's not genuine because I'm sharing it. But it's more so of a thing to see, like, wow, this was before I even DJed there, though. So think about that. Think about how good of a thing sometimes you do 
in a certain situation and then later how life can reward you with something that you really, really want. And it's because in those moments when nobody was watching, you chose to do the right thing. Period. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that's 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 what I that's what I think about with the whole door situation. You know what I'm saying? And even 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 if I gave him the tacos and he didn't t- say thank you, I mean he don't want me to thank you, cause dude's hungry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like you know what I mean? Like and I, I like I was just I I remember even like going outside and asking the security if he saw the same dude. You know who later I got cool with that security once I started working there. Yeah. And I remember that moment. I remember the look on the dude's face when I asked him if he saw this homeless dude. You know. Like wow, like you're really taking time out of your day. You can see it in people's like, like they're kind of like, damn, like that's a nice thing for you to do. Yeah, you know, like, and and that's what life's all about, man. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like those 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 things, those actions, like like move mountains straight mm. up, man. Because you don't know you don't know how that could influence the next person to find themselves in another good position to do something good for somebody else, man. You and, you, I mean? and you might never know, but you know, just know that something does change. A hundred percent, you know, yeah. and, and that's why, that's why, you know, when we look at the overall scale of the world, and you know, I like that that this is the the eating part, and and through through eating, we change in the world. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and um and um, I don't, I don't, I want, I had, I still do. I still want to change the world. Like I want to change the world. I think there's a lot of people in this world that want to do that. Yeah. Right, but it's challenging. It's pressure. It's impossible, but impossible. I'm possible. Yeah, you know the what word I'm saying. Itself starts with I'm possible. You know so what I'm you're saying. You're possible. Is so it's like really? I could say it's impossible. Doesn't mean I can't do it. Yeah, it's impossible. I could do the impossible, but just with changing one person's life, you change the whole world. And that's something that I took away. One, one like like um in a moment I, I realized not I realized that but I I read it somewhere. It's like you want to change the whole world, but realize when you just change the world for one person, you already changed the whole world. Yeah, and I shift. and I know that I've done that. I know I know I have like my young homie Ricky Steves, like you yeah, know shouts to Ricky Steves. We we've come a long way, man, of just telling each other we want to do parties and do our own parties, and then got to the point where, damn, now you open up. Now I'm here. Now we have our own flyer. We dreamt about that. We talked about it. And then it's like, I, I got blessed with the opportunity. It was nothing for me to do, to, to put him on. And he wasn't even ready. He got ready mm. and told me he was ready. So it's like a thing where it's like, man, I, his, like, his fam has gone, gone on to thank me, yo. Like, and wow. I, I, that, that to me, like, I almost cried. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Because it, it's, it's, it's so rewarding just knowing that you're doing something just just for the sake of doing it like like yo you deserve this shit probably more than me just because of how genuine you are and how much you know music yeah and that's why people 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 love, like Ricky Morton like me man cause I'm <laughs> fucking all over the place man I'm kinda like on some like I don't know if like I'm also like a moon sign Gemini or some bullshit like that I have like crazy sides to me or some shit but like you know like my man my man Ricky be a little more calm more chill like like, but knows his shit, knows his shit, real respectful dude, man, and and that's that's what I'm saying, man. As long as you're doing something for one person, man, it could change a lot. I fucking I smiled at somebody at Seven Eleven once that was always upset. Then after that moment that I smiled at that person and told them something enlightening, every single day after that, they were always happy to see me. Yeah, 
And that, that to me is so important, man. That transcends everything, man. It transcends everything. And, and, and you'll figure out what, what it is that, that you, that you're passionate about through those things. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. One thing's for sure, bro. I'm happy you brought me over to to Organic Food King. I'm happy you introduced me to the chicken sandwich and I'm happy you took the time to sit down and talk it up with me. Oh man, I'm happy. I'm happy to be here, man. For real, for real. I'm happy to still be here six months after COVID, man. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? I'm happy to be here. Happy to be on your show. Happy to share some, hopefully some, some words of encouragement. And inspiration. Inspiration, man. You know, that's all I, that's all I aspire to do in this life, straight up. There it is. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, DJ Got Now, for taking the time sitting down and talking it up with me and introducing me to that chicken sandwich. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet another week. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Let them know it's on all streaming platforms. Uh, YouTube. The YouTube is live. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, comment, rate, follow. Everything that you could do on whatever platform you're enjoying this on, make sure you do that. Um, you can keep up with me at Bruise Beats, the letter N, Eats. Hit me up on the Gmail, uh, Bruise Beats, the letter N, Eats, at Gmail. Let me know what you're listening to, what you're eating, what you're drinking, what I should try. Try recommendations. I'm all for it. Uh, got now, IG at Got Now, yeah. Twitch DJ Got Now, yes sir, and Twitter DJ Got Now. That's right. Tune in Monday nights. It's mixtape Mondays. That's right. But that's on the te- on the um, Wood Tavern Twitch. Well, that'll be on Wood Tavern's IG. Oh, IG. You know, if if we decide to just put up with their kickouts and and continue to stream on there throughout the night, <laughs> but you can catch us seamlessly. On the Mixtape Mondays Twitch. Bomb. So it's twitch.tv slash Mixtape Mondays. That's every Monday. You know, it's either I'll be either rocking at 10 or I'll have the young homie Ricky Steve set it off at 8 and I'll jump on. So, yeah, it's a vibe, man. Old school hip-hop. I got, I got also got um, R&B stream. I'm doing with Sophisticated Delinquency now. Every second Thursday. Every two Thursdays. Um, it's called Feel on Thursday nights. That's on their Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Sophisticated Delinquency. Um, yeah, man. I mean, aside from that, catch me vibe ninety two point seven FM every Monday at twelve PM. And yeah, let's get it popping. Check the description notes. Everything got now just mentioned will be found in that section. This is Bruce Beats and Eats. We out of here. Thank you so much. One thing I want to see hip-hop kind of achieve is what most of these old-school rock acts do, which they're performing well into their 60s. Legacy acts. Yes, and that they're still respected. Um, it would be great to see Karis one continue to perform. And, not, and he does, but I would like to see it where people show him the same amount of love than a, as an Aerosmith gets. Man, I hear you, man. Like, um... 
I mean, look, Rakim and Big Daddy Kane, I think they're around the same age. They're in their early 50s. Mm-hmm. So we able to see that with them. And, um, I mean, I hear you. I, I've, I saw them late last year. Okay. I got to see them late last year, bro. And um, when you say, like, the same respect, like, I feel you because, like, when you're talking, like, Metallica or, like, a, a, a ACDC or uh, what's the Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin. Yeah. They're not just, they're not, I hear what you're saying. Like, they're not just doing shows still at 60. They're fucking packing arenas. Yes. They're fucking packing arenas. But see, I feel like hip hop, hip hop didn't reach that mainstream level with the cats who are going to be 60 yet. You feel what that's, I'm saying? That's a so very solid like, point. Yeah, so I feel like. I'm not gonna lie. Like I feel like I feel like those guys can still go to their sixties. Yeah. But we're really gonna see that with the Jays, with the Travis Scotts. I feel. Okay. We're talking about the guys that fill up whole arenas, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that Rakim isn't is doesn't have the talent level to hold down a whole arena. He definitely does. But I feel like like hip hop was such a undermined genre back then as being a, a front vocal point of okay. what. What mainstream music is Mainstream music is Hip hop today Yeah You yeah. know So you think we'll Eventually get to that point But so you saw Rakim perform Yeah As, as a youth Yeah I mean, As a youth But as someone your age It's wild man It's wild Rakim. Like I mean when I saw I actually saw Rakim and, and And Kane And Big Daddy Kane Together on the same stage In one that's, night man that's Shout out moment. to Kerosene man um, That was definitely a moment man And it was It was probably like My third time I saw Rakim and Rakim is always just a crazy performance because he just has so much swag to him. Like, he'll mm-hmm. he'll spit literally for two minutes straight or he'll let the, the, the crowd do the talking and he'll just, like, do, like, little movements. Like, when he's, like, inject, when he's, like, inject the... He'll act like he's injecting himself and Got shit. You. And let the crowd rap that shit. But I saw, when I saw Kane, though, like, Kane was... Kane was literally like rapping like a twenty-year-old at fifty-something. Breath control and everything. The breath control was nuts because I always heard of and he was fucking on that. He had that uh, that cadence, cadence locked in still fifty-plus years. You feel me? And this was on the same night in Atlanta. Yeah, man. I mean, it was wild, man. What brought you to that show? Like, I mean, well, besides. Canaan, like you went to Atlanta specifically for that show. You know, you just happened to be. You there? know what it is. It's like you know, I love, I love the hip hop culture, man. When I see an opportunity like that, I'll mention it to like Ricky Steez, and we locked in together. We was like, "Yo, let's go, fuck it." You know what I mean? We'll get the Airbnb, or fuck it, we'll 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 land in ATL, go there, go back to the motherfucking airport, and go back home. No Airbnb. We be on some shit like that, and um. Shout out to DJ Kerosene. Um, he was spinning at the event. And thankfully because of him and also my boy, man. I'm trying to remember. Hold up. Fuck the MC. Dress. Oh, yeah. And shout out to Dress the Beatnik. Dress the Beatnik, man. And, you know, we talked to Dress the Beatnik after the show. And we were just so hyped, man, to see fucking Rakim and Big Daddy Kane. He was he looked at us and he was like, y'all want to meet Rakim? And we looked, me and me and Ricky Steves <laughs> looked at each other what kind like. What question is that? Yeah, we came all the way from Miami for this show. I'm fucking ready for whatever. So, yo, he walks us backstage, man. I see my boy Kerosene who did the show. He's there with Rock Kim's book. I got paid in full the vinyl. I wanted to get that signed, but from the God. So we're there waiting for a while, man, and and you know finally we get to meet Rock Kim, man. Like 
it was crazy, man. All I could do was just thank him for for how much he uh, how much he he influenced hip hop and made it what it is today. Yeah. And it was wild, like you know, he, he signed my Pain in Full record, and I had the shirt with him on it. I had the shirt with Rock him on it, and it was um, a photograph by Jonathan Manion. And when he saw the shirt, he was like, "Yo, I like that shirt too, baby. That's 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 dope." And I was like, "I was like, oh, I was like, oh, you like that? Um, can you sign it too?" And his boy was like, "Oh, nah, hell, nah, hell, nah. If he's gonna sign your shirt too, you gotta give me twenty push-ups." <laughs> In my head, yo, it was crazy. I never even, I never, it never even passed through my mind. Yo, am I about to do some push-ups in front of Rock Him and God right now? <laughs> this might. I looked at his boy and I was like, 20? I'll do 25. Ah, he turned it on. On my fist. Yeah. I did the Kevin Garnett fucking, the Kevin Garnett push-ups. And I never did push-ups so swift and jumped up with such adrenaline. Because I was on an ultimate high because I met the God Rakim. So, yeah, man, that's how I, that's how I did 25 push-ups. In front of Rakim. In front of Rakim, bro. Like, <laughs> that's, that's probably the wildest, like, celebrity interaction. I had another wild one, but I'm going to say that one from my book one day. There you go. Because, you know, it's too soon. It's too soon to speak on it today. That's it's all you got to say. Soon. That's all you got to say. It's still too soon. 